Ladies and gentlemen, may I present for your intellectual and philosophical pleasure, Run Fast on Raw Dog, Sirius XM Comedy Hits, Channel 99. Bobby, this is exactly what Colin is trying to tell you your life is right now. Yeah. yeah transition. You're in a transition. Yeah. I'm not the Beatles, but I'm not Paul McCartney uh, in Wings. Uh, Robert Kelly and Colin Quinn are sitting in, and Colin was just explaining <laughs> to Robert why where his life is right now and brought up this song. And because it's Sirius XM and we don't really have any real formats, we could just start playing it yeah. out of nowhere. Yeah. It's a good song. You know, uh, I'm, <laughs> everybody I, moves I, on. Wow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure to hit you at a certain age. Exactly. Where a lot. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And isn't it always funny if you try to play a song for somebody that you heard when you were a kid and you're like, this song's amazing and they just fucking look at you? That's, that's correct. Yeah. I got plenty of songs like that. One, two, three, Red Light by Ohio Express. Have you heard that song? Yeah. Ready Fucking for that, Hicks? Because any song you come up with, he can find. Really? Yeah, whatever you need. Ohio Express, 
Nineteen and also nineteen ten. By the way, Ohio Express and nineteen ten Fruit Gum Company with the same band. I they thought. really were. And then there's this documentary coming out. Oh, uh, now and uh, I had a chance to see it, and it's called The Wrecking Crew. Everybody in L.A. played right. on the same fucking songs. Right. They just switched. So some of those bands, like Paul Revere and the Raiders and the Monkees and the right. Beach Boys, they were the same dudes playing on everything. Boyce and Hart were probably involved in Boyce a big way in that. Boyce and Hart were the songwriters for that. But wow. even the session men, it would be like the same drummer and stuff. Glenn Campbell was one of the, wow. the guitar players. Yeah, And uh, Leon Russell was a keyboard player. Uh, and they would just play on everything. Because all those studio guys are probably like, screw that. Why should we give some band our songs? We could be like, and people that just started getting laid right then. Yeah. It was musician. I'm a great musician. Well, musician. Fuck that. Well, there were a lot Flo of... Flo and Eddie started that. Yeah. The Turtles probably started that whole scene. The Turtles were, I think, were covered by these musicians. guys. But see, a lot of these guys, you would come in and they would be like 20, 21 years old. And it would have taken forever when these session musicians could lay it out and fucking one take, boom, Put your local, uh, your vocals on and get out. So that's why we're trying to say, Bobby, this is your life right now. You're the fucking wrecking crew. This is you. Yeah. I still don't get it. Uh, Robert, I didn't yeah. get that one either, but I like that. <laughs> I was trying to, to put I just said, yeah. so I could move on. I was like, are these guys trying to get me not to talk? <laughs> what the fuck are they saying? First Ron, of all, the, the, there's almost like a malevolent look. Ron and Fez, yeah. look, you know what I mean? They look, he, like I said before, he look, you know, Ron looks like he's in like a... Got like this kind of ska music producer, like mm -hmm. badass, like the Suge Knight of Manchester, England, <laughs> and like or the, New Hampshire, you know. <laughs> and then Fez looks like a fucking Aryan Brotherhood mustache. Yeah, well, Fez is whites only all the time, yeah. you know. <laughs> and uh, a lot of times, if somebody from a different, like if you're in a restroom, uh, fucking a black guy or something comes in, Fez goes, "Hey, wrong bathroom." Oh my I man, can't fucking do that. <laughs> Fez, I want to use it a second time. You're not down in Florida anymore. That shit's I like done. his mustache. It says that like he runs an alpine slide. He's <laughs> you know hoping. What I mean? Here's what he's hoping. In my dreams. He's hoping. Is that a euphemism? He's hoping with the handlebar mustache, somebody. He'll just fucking grab it, just force it down yeah. on his top. Then he won't have to make the decision anymore. Exactly. Uh, but last <laughs> night, why is this? Well, maybe the decision is the exciting part. See that Fez hasn't. But it's Fez. That's the exciting part. Maybe waiting that anticipation. He knows that sex, in and of itself, can be anticlimactic. No pun intended. So the decision when he now, walks. Did you to that feel door, like it was for you, Robert? Do you feel like it's anticlimactic when you had sex? I think, well, it's a, it was sex with my wife, no. Yeah. But sex when you're hunting it or when you're going out to get it, right. it's very anticlimactic because the buildup is more exciting. Well, as soon as you come, you're like, oh, fuck. Now what, do what I did do? I, what do, uh, how do I possibly? You all of a sudden you notice her zit or the way she talks or the, you know, her body. What's, what's the exact amount of time I have to stay before it's awful that I leave? Yeah, there's a, isn't that weird? There's a weird energy. You're immediately, it's like, uh, remember that movie with uh, Roddy Piper when he put the glasses on? Sure. And he could uh, see they the live, aliens. They live. Yeah, sure. That's what it's like. It's like, you, <laughs> all of a sudden you're looking at it you're like, oh, a fucking bitch is an alien. I'm, right, what am I that's doing what here? you're saying. That's where your life is right now. It's like, you <laughs> no, put wait, the fucking glasses <laughs> On. You're seeing everything. Yeah. Not am I Paul anymore, McCartney man? or Roddy Piper? What am I? You're like Rowdy Roddy Piper <laughs> right when you went into management. <laughs> it's funny, dude. Last <laughs> night, yeah. the Unmasked, yeah. Robert Kelly, everybody loved it. People uh, have been contacting me. When is it? When can we hear it and yeah. stuff? I had people say that they were laughing so hard, and then other people said that they were really moved. And 
I'm not even kidding about this. Two people wrote to me just asking about the addiction fucking lifestyle because right. what you've over- overcome in your life. Right, yeah. Well, we kind of, yeah, it's like we all, I guess, you know. It is a fucked up thing. Like, it's, it's, it's you know, <clears throat> na- I, I went outside right after we were done and I smoked a cigar. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, fuck. It's like I'm sitting there and, I'm, and someone walked up and, go, and they, I didn't even notice it. Someone was like, you're smoking again? I was like, no. And I was like, oh, shit. Fuck. Yeah. Like, no, it's a it. cigar. Yeah, it's a cigar. I'm not it's smoking. It's just, uh, it's always fucking there. But that's good. A couple guys come up to me after and like, dude, I'm a, I'm a year sober and stuff like that. That's always good. But I always get fear. I fear the responsibility of that, too. That, that's that step that they say, fear the responsibility that you've been getting <laughs> from learning this. I think it's the 13th step. Right. Fear that responsibility <laughs> and try not to bring it up ever It's when people need help. Well, same, you know, as soon as someone says that, you're like, oh, yeah, man, I'm sober, too. And it's like, yeah. ugh. You know, right. I, I get afraid the responsibility of like Colin's good at that. He'll always fucking you always talk to some. You'll talk to me about stuff and people. You know, he's he's a he's a good uh, therapist. You are too, dude. Talking to Ron about. Yeah, yeah. I mean, dude, you got me. T- there were certain points where I was like, dude, I'm yeah. Please, somebody sh- shut me the fuck the fuck up. I would have. I would have came in if you weren't making sense. I would have. Dude, there was a couple times I was rambling. It let you go a little bit. Burn off a little fucking spit steam. You got to <laughs> do it, man. You yeah, got look. The whole thing is. My wife would have been rolling her eyes if she was there. But then sometimes if you stop people, you get you miss the other part that you get to. You got to let them move a little bit, you know. Yeah, yeah. You fish, you got to let the fish run with a little bit. That's true, you know. This is analogy day. Yeah, it yeah. is. You guys are analogy kings. I said that it's like the undertow when when you go on run. Yeah, uh, a mass. It's the undertow. You just get caught up in your. Yeah, it really is. Like last night, I was very nervous about it, and then we sat down, and then we did. I was nervous too because you did a skit in front of it that just killed. I was like, "What the fuck is that?" I know we shouldn't have really done. No, that for you that should. Reason, but it, I it, had the idea of it was, because mainly because Opie was there, and I wanted him to panic and think it was about him because Fez got hypnotized. <laughs> Not too long ago, oh. and started acting like Opie. Did it work? I mean, it worked that moment. Yeah. Here's the weird thing: it even worked last night. And I'm not a hypnotist. You could just hypnotize him. That's <laughs> it. You just sleep. See, that's it. That's how quick he's. Wow. Out. Yeah. Wow. It's amazing. I thought that's that's real. Yeah. That's real right now. He's yeah, sleeping. He's Can out. You, how do you get him out of it? You just go like this, Fez. That's he crazy. Even know he went out. Don't he has no. Okay. Don't even bring it up to him. So, anyways, last night you, you you they went up and did this skit, and it was really funny. I thought it was great because you loosened the crowd up. Well, what I love is that you started the unmasked, bringing up the warm up, which no one will ever hear because that wasn't you know obviously okay. taped. So you spent like a couple minutes. Yeah. Like, going, how the fuck am I supposed to follow that? Yeah. And then when the people will hear the unmasked, they'll go like this, what is he talking about? Because they won't hear the thing. Yeah. Oh, my God, I didn't think of that. Yeah. Well, they'll assume. Hopefully they can use their imagination. That would be great. But, um, yeah, it was great, man. You're, fu- you're, re- you're really good, man. You're really good. Um, he's like, you're one of the fastest guys in the fucking business. Underrated. Very um, underrated. Fucking dude. We were trying to get, we were trying to get him to be bitter. And dissatisfied. We're like, but, but more, more, we want more. And he's like, no, but it, you wouldn't get this if they had that. We're like, yeah, yeah, but and he's like, those material people aren't happy. We're like, I know, but we still want their material gifts right now. Well, see, I mean, the thing is, I, I, I'm not against doing stuff, but I can't sit around and look at somebody that has to do shitty work and right. then be like the fa- fact is the, the day that you and I sat down and did our MS, right, right. it was so fucking great. 
totally different right. than what Bobby and I did. Yeah. Because you can do that. Right. Now, when I first started to do this, when they asked me to do Unmasked years ago, uh, I did uh, one with one comic... And then Patrice got put on the second one, right? So while I'm sitting there with Patrice, and I'm having this conversation, I'm like, why it's happening? I'm like, fuck, this is fascinating. And it's like, Patrice is smarter than people get. And I believe that about funny people. I think it's very difficult to be funny if you're not... Smart. Right. I mean, it could happen. I mean, there's always a rich, a rich boss. boss. Right. Yeah, yeah everybody. <laughs> Bumping our heads. Bumping our heads for that so easy. Good. But, so, I get a call. So, this came out of Washington. And th- there was a round table. This is great. You've done two of these. Like the State Department? Yeah, like, they were all down there. This is when XM felt like they were going to do all these things. So, I, I, you know, I get to work away from the bosses. So, I'm sitting there listening on the phone. And they've got a speakerphone. And one of the guys starts saying, here's what we need to do. Ask the same questions every time. That way we'll be able to cut it up into specials. Brilliant. And fucking, you know, just cut that. And and I'm like, and as they're talking, I just fucking put the phone down and just fucking leave. Because I'm like, I don't. You you just turn around and say, you got something really cool. Let's do it like everybody else. And that's what they would do. Yeah, Yeah, you don't want to be that kind of. Yeah. You know, it takes away the individual and makes you that corporate rate. Well, let's say what it is. Opie and Jim. Um, what I'm saying <laughs> that's fucking funny but you know what I mean like that's the thing if you can go out and leave it up to whatever happens that night yeah you know and then just be like I'm going to trust him right that he'll go to a place that'll be interesting and funny right yeah. and not try to force him there yeah. right but you could literally do that show for three hours I mean, because the crowd's there, you, you, there's a certain, um, you know, when you're well, dealing with somebody you who's can't funny, do it in like three hours, you run out of tape. But <laughs> you, <laughs> Jesus, we got to figure out what happened there. Yeah, so <laughs> I'll tell you what happened. They had another show come in. They're like, all right, we we heard this fucking fat sob story. <laughs> right, we get it. Anyways, but yeah, it was, um, it was, um, you know, there's a, I, I can't, I, I'm psyched. It was funny. You know what I mean? Because right. you're funny. Like, there were certain things It just happens. And it, it, yeah. to make a live crowd laugh in conversation. Well, there's that, there's that fucking thing that we don't even have to speak about. That, A, we need to have this thing between us and yeah. we need to feel in the moment together. But yeah. at the same time, we realize there's people watching, so yeah. give them the laugh. Give them the laugh. Yeah. But, you know, that's... All the great fucking teaching yeah. gets done that way. Yeah, you know? yeah it was fun, man. That was fucking great. But it was—I felt at the end of it, you were just like, dude, just accept. You know, it's—it's <laughs> it's painful for me to see some of the things that you say. I will definitely say that when yeah. you say I can't be satisfied. But you—I—I—I I, I don't want to give it all away from people. But he came up with this premise that I hadn't really thought about—that excitement yeah. and happiness. Yeah two different things mm. and addictive people know that we're kind of addicted to that chaos and excitement mm. but we confuse it with happiness yeah yeah happiness right, is real right. boring oh you know it's but you know it's right. excitement happiness is boring it's fun happiness is boring and and excitement is fucking awesome cuz it's going to crash 
Right. It's going to come right. down. You're going to go way up, and then it's going to fucking just smash into the ground, and you're going to have to pick up the pieces, and you're going to have to ask for help, and people are going to have to listen, and you're going to have to talk, and you're going to make a connection, some type of deep thing with somebody else. For It's almost like, you know, uh, you know rebuilding just smashing stuff and rebuilding it all 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 the time you know as soon as it gets to a point where it's good it's like fuck this you know let me bring it as high as i can bring it and then just smash it to the ground and then just rebuild it well because contentment doesn't give you the same rush as that excitement yeah and that's I never even fucking heard a shrink bring that up before. So that's the beauty of that. Like, you're funny, and it's silly, and we're going back and forth. But I've been thinking about, you know, those kind of things every day for fucking 17 years, and I never got to that thing. So then last night, I'm like, yeah, what the fuck was Bobby... What What's the fucking take to be happy, you know? Yeah, I don't fucking know. I mean, I know... It's it because like if you look at my life, I have a great house. I have a kid, a wife. I have a backyard. I can barbecue. I work. I make money. I'm not. Fi- I don't have fuck you money. Right. But I have a little little bit to enough to pay my fucking bills and not have to worry next month. Right. But you know, um, I think people too assume that you're we're all rich. Like if you're talking into a microphone, you you have fuck you money or you have. Oh my god money or if you're on stage and performing every week that you have a ton of fucking cash and you're all set It's fucking most people. I know don't have that. I I don't fucking have that shit It's I'm I'm fucking always worried a little bit about what's Mm. gonna happen a year from now or six months from now or whatever but it's um You know, it's a it's uh it's I'm happy. Fuck. Yeah, I got a great life, but It's like I'm trying to get there to where, you know, I, you know, where I would love to be able to, there's such a, you ever have so much money in the bank that you, it takes away all your fear? No, my whole problem is I always swore I was never going to be more famous than rich. And it's exactly what happened. Rich Voss, you mean? Because mm-hmm. <laughs> you have achieved that. <laughs> no, <laughs> nothing. All right, whatever. <laughs> your, your fame out. Uh, outweighs your yeah, riches. I almost wish I. I was thinking about this the other day. I wish I was bankrupt. I wish I would. I had just enough where I had to go bankrupt, so then everybody would know how little money I had. Because <laughs> then if you go like I went bankrupt, he can't have money. You know those bankrupt people. Yeah. Like, there's, there's something relief. positive about it. Yeah, there's a relief. Then, yeah, everybody else is like because everybody thinks I'm fucking. Because I should be fucking. I mean. <laughs> I should be, if I had really been a money person who invested when I had the money, when I had the whole thing going on, I would have been rich, you know, really, you know, like you said, never have to worry again. Yeah. And I and I just was like, ah, if I could have my apartment, if I can do this, I didn't do anything. Ne- neither one of you guys are business people. You're no. fucking artists, and that's mm. the point. That's the point. And what right. you both Jesus. are working at everywhere and today and growing. I mean, l- when I look at what you are doing, it's where Colin was when he made a couple of moves, where he's doing these tours and specials now. And... Um, Rachel from Creek in the Cave was just telling me that you're doing stuff on Prejudice. Rebecca? Rebecca. I always fucking call her Rachel. Yeah. I, I do that. But was saying that you're doing stuff on racism and growing up with the race. And I'm like, that's the only fucking shit that anybody should be talking yeah. about. You know? I got a lot of good ethnic stuff here. And it's weird because when I look back when I was a kid, the amount of like racist stuff that I just accepted 
from being in this one neighborhood, mm. it took like fucking like at least 15, 20 years before it even dawned on me that some of this stuff was racist. No, yeah. mine is just the opposite. I grew up in a very mixed area. So yeah. for me, when I hear people saying, oh my, you know, like I look at it and go, wait a minute, there's two sides of everything. You know what I mean? Right. Like, so I talk about it from that point of view. I would, I, I can't wait to, and you're still, this is material you're working through. Yeah, no, it's now. pretty good. Well, I'll be yeah. doing it, I'll be doing it, I'm doing it in the clubs a little bit. Like, I'll be doing it this week. You're doing you know? a helium? Yeah, yeah. How much do you have? Or you have an hour, right? I have an hour. It's an hour of. Is it solid? Or are you Ethnic still stuff? Yeah, no, it it's all bigger? solid bits. It's just me also. T- like, it's two different shows right now. It's my childhood, and then it's also all this ethnic stuff that's connected to my childhood. So it's kind of a weird combination and immigration stuff. So it's really. I'm trying to make it one show, you know? Hmm. But it's definitely fucking interesting. I don't know why people don't. Uh, I don't. You know, all people. Every time the race thing comes up in this country, people get mad for a second and they, you know, right. stick to their guns. But have you in your lifetime ever saw people sit down and really discuss it? On no, TV? because no, because you're not the narr- You're not allowed to discuss it except from one point of view, which is white guilt and mayor culpa, and that's the only point of view. So right. people pretend. They want to have a discussion, but they, nobody wants to have a dialogue, a racial dialogue. The dialogue is supposed to be white people are supposed to get up and say, yes, there's still racism exists here. And then that's the end of it. And like I said, you know, that's not there's no 100 percent of anything. There's yeah. two to tango in every situation. So, you know, but if you bring up another side, people yeah. go, you're not allowed to you're not allowed to comment on black iconography or black culture you're not allowed to say anything because you're white so that's already there's no, it's a lie to pretend that people want to have a dialogue on this that's a lie it is a lie because we don't i've never seen no. it sit down and what is our fucking hurry let's fucking really slowly go through it and talk it through and figure out how we all ended up in such fucked up places. The yeah. consequences, though, it's, it's like you have to accept the consequences of having that dialogue. Or he's going to have to accept the consequences of writing this hour, uh-huh. whatever the hell that is. I mean, you must be scared about that. Uh, no, <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> you know what I mean? Again, it's not like we live in a culture where people take snippets out of context and then put them on Twitter and decide that it defines who, exactly who you are or anything like that, is it? <laughs> Well, it's not like we live in a world where pe- people will run into a, a satire magazine and fucking shoot everybody Jesus and Christ. scream the Allah's Allah Yeah, God is great. Yeah. God is great. And it, but the thing is, is this, and I think this could be really helpful. I would love to fucking teach satire to the Muslims. I'd love to say, look, let's make up some fucking cartoons about those French people. You know right. what I mean? We'll get even with him. Sure. Just have a French guy <laughs> with a tube in his ass going up to a gas mask, you know, and another French guy's breathing it in. And it just, you know, it says, I'm French. I love smelling farts. We'll put it up all over. <laughs> People will laugh at them. Well, We I'm, got them. Is yeah. that true? Do they yeah, love farts? Yeah, they love it. They do? They fuck, oh, God, that's all they do. They just fucking fart in each other's faces. But does, that's their thing. How do they smell it if they smoke cigarettes all the time? <laughs> See, that's the ironic... That would be a fucking perfect caption. I can't even smell your farts because I'm constantly smoking these filterless I'm cigarettes. I'm not really going to go for smell humor because it's too close. It's too soon for me because Boss said I didn't take a shower last night, so I'm, I'm very upset about uh, Because he's scrubbing constantly humor. like a fucking Jesus. person with a disease of... I know, but I shower every morning. It was kind yeah. of offensive. Every morning? Um, yeah. 
I can't wake up without a shower. Really? Every here's a good. I'll tell you one thing that's that I do do you. that's correct. One thing I do is correct. Every morning I take a shower, and when I'm in the shower, I always think to myself, aren't you lucky to live in a country where you can take a fucking shower every day? Most places you don't get to take a shower except once a week. Let alone let the fucking water run forever to your happy Yes, hot water. That's not most places. Yeah. It most is. places you can't. You can most places you can take a shower every half, every day. No. Half the people in the world do not have clean water. Oh, half the people in the world. Yes, that's, <laughs> that's in the fucking. I'm sorry. That, You're that's right. fucking seven hundred million. I'm sorry. Right You're there. right. I forgot about India. I always forget about those rascals. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, you mean India? Yeah. Oh, sure. <laughs> no, yeah. I mean, we're fucking. We get to run the water, hot water. Yeah. Hot water all the time. Nobody I gets know. this. I was in Guatemala. Not only do we get the hot water, we can dr- we can literally open your mouth right. and That's drink right. it. And it's as clean as the water you're drinking right. out of your yes. sink. You go to other countries, you'll fucking die. Yeah. You you get, when you, I was in Guatemala, you had to keep your mouth shut you have to keep your mouth when shut. you took a shower. Yeah. You, you just fucking to... put a plastic bag over your head, get in the shower. <laughs> yeah. Huh? You always hear there's people, they accidentally had an ice cube. Oh, it never dawned on me. That the fucking ice cube was the water, and that fucking kills them. I actually, yeah. I, actually, I actually did that. Did you? Yeah, and you got to watch. If you get a salad, yes. the lettuce and vegetables are washed yes. in the you water. You say don't wash anything. I, I, I got sick. Yeah. I, got, I got dysentery in Guatemala. It was fucking frightening. It was terrible. That's hilarious. He started the story. He was like, in Guatemala, you have to wash this, this, this. <laughs> I got sick. I got dysentery in Guatemala. <laughs> that's how you learn. That's how you know things. You know, but, sometimes, um, yeah. So they, all from uh, books. Sometimes but that's the other funny thing about our country is this forbidden topic, race, right? Mm-hmm. So you have this forbidden topic. And then meanwhile, it's almost like a luxury comparatively to, like you say, Guatemala, India. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's a lot more, you know, how many people in the world, how many billions of people literally eat out of a garbage dump every day, yeah. they eat the fucking garbage of a garbage dump. It's like a billion, two billion. And then, and then so the like weird we thing is, find things to fight about, right? And then, then you're like, oh, my friends make more money than me. You know what I mean? Like, you, you, right? That, this ungrateful son of a bitch. No, 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 wait a minute. I know what you're going on. I like it. That's not what I was saying. What I met. <laughs> I, well, I, I like where you're going with this. <laughs> it's this, not. It's, it's, it has nothing to do with anybody, but you have your own goals for yourself. Like you see, you have a dream, right? And then it's, but you have to. It's I think, only human. To, but but there's, right. there's a point where you have to accept the fact. You look, you've been on both sides. You've been on the inside, and you've been on the outside. Oh, at least he didn't say the truth. You've been on the inside, and now you're on the outside. <laughs> yes, and um, I've been on both sides. Unfortunately, I'm not on the side I was expected to be. How how great did it feel on the inside? It felt, on the one hand, it felt great. On the other hand, Ron brought up a good point on off the air, which is there's a certain, um, you lose a certain something that you, that you can't really put your finger, I can't put my finger on, but there's, mm. you're losing something. Because suddenly you do start thinking, hey, I want to be at this thing and I want to be involved in this. And you start, that's why so many successful people start making shitty products. That's why so many movies and TV shows are bad. Like, how can that person... Be that out of the loop to not see that's not that's not good. Right. It's because you're in this rarefied world, mm-hmm. and it's like everything's good, and everything's just too. You don't you don't know the the water in Guatemala can't be drunk. Oh, you don't know. You know what I mean? You just don't understand how it is to have people look through you like Jenny McCarthy, assistant, just did to you and Voss. Not me, but Voss. Well, you said both of you, but um, uh-huh. 
You said you looked oh, well, genuine. But I'm saying you yeah. you start to feel like like it's why so many people in Hollywood have that thing where they're like, "Hey, come on, everybody can get along." And it's like I remember when Brad Pitt and Jennifer Aniston were trying to do this peace thing, trying to stop. And it's like, of course you want peace, because to you it's like, why wouldn't people want peace? I'm Brad Pitt. I'm mm-hmm. Jennifer Aniston. You already got you're everything like, else. People want <laughs> peace, but if you live in a, if you're growing up living in garbage. And you know war will destroy you, but it'll also destroy that person that has a little something. You might like war better just to watch the pleasure of them being taken down. Right, right. But it, I mean, it, it, but the, what my point was is, it, I, the, every you have your fan, you have your dream that you want, but there's some dreams that you have to let go of. Certain things you have to. It's right. not going to happen. That's right. And that's a that's a scary thing. But you some things you it, 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 look. The only thing you can cre- do. The only thing you have control over is your creativity and your spiritual well-being. That's all you 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 can you can just do work. That's it. If you learn anything like from the guys like Colin or Dennis Leary or Louie or even Norton, they just do work. That's it. They create their own shit and try to sell it, and it people they try, if they don't buy it, they just do another thing. That was like a big thing for me in the last like four years. Oh shit! I have that ability. For some reason, you think that some guy's gonna walk up and go, "You kid." Yeah, you always expect that. You expect people to be smarter and go, <laughs> "Oh, I see you're doing great stuff." Yeah, let me make some money with you. I t- I told you it came to me last year. I was watching. I told Bobby this one. I was watching a movie on uh, TV, an old western, and I realized for the first time in my life, oh, the cavalry's not coming. Yeah. Like, yeah. you're waiting for the cavalry your whole life. They don't come. Cavalry's not coming. No. And in this movie, they didn't come for some reason, you know? No, you got to walk to town by yourself. Yeah. And you're going to show up. You're going to be an arrow cold. in your ass. <laughs> one, an arrow in your ass, one fucking shoe missing. But it's also natural. <laughs> it's He's like what, Jeremiah Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm going for that look right now. Here's what, here's what the other thing is in life. There's always jealousy. Like, even if you talk to the most spiritual like yoga sure. teacher, they're always like, if you tell them, oh, this other yoga, they're like, yeah, they're uh, like, they, you can tell them, he's like, or like martial arts, the guy's like, I'm a spiritual path, they're like, I did judo. Yeah, that's, well, you know, that's like, good, but. Right, everybody's got yeah. their like, conversation sure. with their, whatever's closest to them, you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, it's like, you could make a lot of money as a game show host, and then you're fucking saying to your agent, everyone thinks I'm a fucking joke, and I just read cards, right. give me something, right. you know, and they turn around, and they'll fucking look at Colin, and they're going like, look, right. everybody respects him, yeah. he right. fucking comes so easy, you know, you just, you just look sure. at each other, bitch. But well, it's, it's also harder now, too, because the, everybody has a fucking top 10 thing of everything mm. top 10 comics top 10 podcasts top 10 fucking male comedians top 10 you know it's like and you know you look at that shit and you're like oh you're never in it and it's like we know you have it's really hard you have to not give a fuck because it means nothing i'll just make a list right now and put you in it I'll but that's exactly what list. it is. Yeah, it's, but it you don't sending, realize. Yeah, but, but you you realize that after you maybe do some research or whatever. But the initial response to everybody is like, "The fuck!" I they had top one thousand comedians. I wasn't in it. There was I was like, I, but, I wasn't in it either. Yeah, it's it, but it was a joke. It was a joke. The guy did it as a fucking because and when you tell any comic, it's like, yeah, what was I? Uh, you weren't in it. What? It's it's like, wait a minute. It's a fucking joke. It still fucks at you. Right. First of all, I don't get the joke. 
What's the joke? <laughs> because everybody has this top ten shit. It's like, all right, I'm going to do the but top he did one. It. He did put he a did. thousand real comedians in it. <laughs> but he did. Yeah, exactly. So where's the joke? The, the joke is that you're not in it where you probably should be. But a thousand <laughs> people were in it. Was it a thousand open micers? No. Who the fuck was it? Well, maybe, no. Maybe me and you. Well, maybe they're right. Maybe we're not. It's not a fucking joke. That's what I'm trying to tell you. You believe this asshole told you it's a joke? It's no fucking joke. I'm assuming that it was so I can don't hang myself in a closet, okay, like David Carradine. Oh. He was murdered. Was he murdered? <laughs> Look into it. Was it the five fingers of death? Yep. Yeah. Same thing with the same guy that got Bruce Lee. Yeah, but funk, 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 funk. Voss uh, has a book on it right now. He's reading all about it. The CIA was behind it. No, this is yeah. these people are against the World yeah. Trade Center 7. That's what he actually said. This, the, the, some people were against World Trade Center and some are for it. It's like, no, I don't think that was exactly it. It's not about being against the World Trade Center or so, for it. Colin, the people in Philadelphia, if they come out to Helium, they may be seeing your, the early stages of oh, your Oh, they'll be seeing that for sure, yeah. yeah. It's and all the same the, with Buffalo. I'm going to Buffalo yeah. this weekend. And all uh, Both stuff. racial tinderbox towns, yeah. by the way. Buffalo and Philly. As Did, many towns are. Philly is incredibly... Well, yeah, you're right. I mean, everyone always blamed the South, but Philly... Boston, I saw a fucking race riot in Wilmington, New Jer- uh, Wilmington, Delaware, and I'm like, I thought they would never fucking get up for this. Wilmington, yeah, yeah, Wilmington's- there's places in Wilmington, Delaware. You're like, it's I don't- a mu- yeah, that's one of the speaking of top ten lists. One of the top ten most crime ridden cities is Wilmington, Delaware. Really? Yeah, you wouldn't expect, right? Well, I thought it was Santa Barbara, but maybe that was just on the show Psych. <laughs> no, you're thinking of great tacos. <laughs> <laughs> Santa Barbara, I believe, is like a dream that time. I know. I, you, you feel like you're floating when you're there. Yeah. You know, you almost, It's weird to go to a place and you think, like, I think I'm a better person than I thought I <laughs> yes, was. Yes. You, you go out there and you see why people ride horses in golf. Yes. Because you think you would do that yes. if you lived there long enough. You could actually be a, yeah. yeah. A different person. Do you, did you uh, grow up with racism when you were a kid? Um, I grew up. I grew up in the part of Medford. It was very segregated. Uh-huh. So North Medford was Irish. Uh, South Medford was Italian. West Medford was um, it was uh, uh, you know Catholics mm-hmm. and mixture. And then the blacks had their part of town. Right. Uh, and they had their own park. They had Playstead. They had uh, Duggar Park, and we had Playstead Park. And but I you, didn't. I didn't went back and forth. It got to be a problem. Well, we went to school. I had you know yeah. my first girl crush was a black girl, Janine McKay, and uh, I had you know uh, black kids, Puerto Rican kids. I didn't know what race. I didn't know what it was until I went to other schools in uh, like. When I went to South Memphis, it was mostly white kids. Yeah. But my part, I from first to sixth grade, I had blacks, Puerto Ricans, you know, in class. I remember the, they were picking on this girl one day, and they were taking her wig off, and it was just, I didn't understand. I was like, why are you wearing a wig? Right, right. Like, I didn't get it. I was like, why? I thought she was sick. Yeah. I was like, are you sick? It was like this. It was so sad. She's like, "No, I just wear a wig." Yeah, I didn't know. I, didn't, I had no idea what that was. You, you know, know? Uh, my parents always told this story when I was in first grade. I was would come home with these yeah. stories, and I'd be like, "Me, Stevie, Billy, and some kid," and I'd be like, "Me and some kid had to stay after school today." I would always say, "Some kid," and then when they went to their first PTA meeting, the teacher said, "You know, Ronnie hangs around with this black boy all the time, and they're really good friends." But I would never tell my parents or even his name. Yeah. Where was this, this was outside of Philadelphia. Uh-huh. 
And uh, but I just on some level thought to myself, I don't want to start a bunch of shit about right. this. I don't want to, you yeah. know. And they thought it was really funny, so that you would always go. I'd be like telling a story at the dinner table. My dad goes, well, "What's that kid's name?" I'm like, oh, I don't know everybody's name there. You know what I mean? Like he would just keep me lying right. and hiding it up because it seemed adorable for them that I'm already shoving fucking sure. secrets down my gullet. Yeah. You know, it was yeah, non acceptance. I, I know. Yeah, I, I where race really hit me was in juvie hall. Yeah. That's when, oh, I, yeah. when I was all of a sudden like I knew Puerto Rican kids, but I, I never really met uh, you know a tough Puerto Rican kid. I remember the first day I was just me and like three Puerto Rican kids and this couple black kids, and it was like oh shit. Like I was the only white kid in right, there, right? And I one of the I remember the one of there was like three white kids and everybody else was black and Puerto Rican and they were beating up all the white kids like one by one, and uh, it, was, it was that's when I was like, oh shit, like right. we're different, right? But it was on the other end, yeah. You know, it was like I was fucking scared, right? So, but I I, I got away with it because you always make fun of me, but I looked Puerto Rican back then too. I had that little little. Little mustache mm -hmm. that I would grow, a little goatee. I was in a foster home for a year, and I went to high school at Lawrence, Massachusetts. Right after they had these big race riots, like somebody did something, and the fucking Puerto Ricans and the whites and the blacks they went at it. And I was, I went to that school, and I didn't talk, and nobody fucked with me. And uh, I remember they were making fun of white kids, and I instinctually turned around. They said something about an Italian kid. And they were like, yo, you're, you're Puerto Rican, right? And I was like, no, I'm Italian-Irish. They had no clue that I was... Uh, right, right. You could pass. I, was I passed. That was your thing. You were able to pass. I, I, pa I made... Like a I like made, Lena Horn. You I made, made a Lena Horn of yeah. white kids. I, I, like, I saved my life, though. I probably yeah. would have got my ass beat a lot. But uh, they just left me alone because they thought I was a quiet Puerto Rican. <laughs> Which is the Imagine name of my that. book, <laughs> The Quiet Puerto Rican. <laughs> Imagine that he's not only being the new kid in any school; he's a new kid in the school right after their big race riots. Hey guys! <laughs> yeah, oh, like, I was, yeah, I was petrified every day. I remember sure. they would smoke. They would smoke cigarettes in high school. They would just light up pregnant girls. I remember <laughs> yep. the, I saw pregnant girls, uh, and I'd be sitting in the back, and the kid handed me a cigarette, and I, I was like, "Are you shitting?" I came from Medford. You know, right. you were scared of your teachers. You didn't fucking, yeah. you didn't talk in class. Never mind, let up a fucking Marlboro. Right. Um, we used to go for lunch. They used to take, we used to go just rip off the store. Yeah. We used to go in and we just steal shit. That was just what we did every day. There was cops with guns. Yeah. Which was nuts. Yeah. I remember when that all started, the cops with guns. In, at the schools. At schools and in uh, just all the places like movie theaters. I remember one day it was like, what the hell is cops with guns now? Yeah, I remember TV. It was like Grease. I used to at high school. There'd be a Ferris wheel, <laughs> sure. a flying car, <laughs> yeah, some goofy gym teacher, forty-year-old seniors, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm right. sitting there, you know, stealing shit, smoking, and there's a gun and some pregnant chick with bo next right. to me. <laughs> but do you think like white people really understand what it's what what it's like to be black, or black people understand what it's like to be white? I mean, that's no. Of course I mean, that's not. the How first fucking spot. Nobody understands what it's have, like to be anybody. I have yeah. a special coming out on Friday, so yeah. I'm not going to answer this question. No, you <laughs> are. I think you know this is where you transition, and this, this kind where of I thinking. take a risk. Yeah. That's where I throw it all. Yeah, on the table. I think. <laughs> Let me this tell you something. Time, you know, Paul McCartney when he left the Beatles. <laughs> I don't know if we've discussed this. It was an interesting time. 
I don't think I don't I don't I don't know, dude. Another great song was Too Many People. Yeah, no, there's no. I, I know. I, can I? I know when I was in juvie hall and when I was in the, that system, I knew what it felt like to be the only white kid. Right. It's with a rare all, thing, man. All black kids. It's a rare it thing was, for white people. It was scary. I was scared. I'll just say it. I was scared. Of course. And, and it was... Uh, because look, even if now, if a fucking an adult walks into the black mall by mistake, you, act, you, you end up leaving. Even though we say that we're not racist or whatever, yeah. you don't feel safe in the black mall. But there's... But that once again, it, that's... We, I, like I say, everybody's got their own perceptions. There's many realities. If some lady clutches her purse in an elevator because a black guy gets on, that doesn't make her racist. If mm. she's had a previous experience, Right, that it was negative with her purse. Right, I'm saying you can't expect people to somehow rise above their own reality and experience just for the sake of the greater good, which doesn't change in the history of the world right. anyway. So but, all you really, what you kind of need to do is have is to figure out ways to have more experiences to fucking test it like you would scientifically. It's you know, not, meet some fucking people. Nothing makes you feel better when in juvie hall when the black kids accepted me. You know, when they, when they were like, you're cool. Right. And all of a sudden, I could hang out with everybody. And I wasn't, I'd have to fear for my, it was like this weird, hey man, you know. Well, if you look at the places where people would mix yeah. sports, jazz, comedy. Yeah. Because. Sports. Yeah. There's all this white guy mixing in sports. But they would. It's not like, you know, it, yeah, what's sports? I'm not talking about the fucking leagues doing it. I'm talking about people themselves. Well, if a white he, guy could yeah. fucking play, he'd be, he'd be accepted. Yeah, even, even on teams, though. Like, I remember, I'm not a team unmentioned, but we got, we did a show for a team, and then we went back, and they had, like, the white guy section of the locker room. Absolutely. You know what right. I mean? That exists. Like, they, there was a back room, there was beer, Oh, yeah. And, you know, uh, some other stuff. And they were like, come on with us, you two. And, you know, LL went that way. Yeah. When LL, I was, yeah. You know what I mean? LL Cool J went with them. And we we went in the back room in this little thing with the, you know, come on in here. And we you yeah. know, hung out. It was weird. That's, it's, it, people just, like, when I was in junior high school, it was like the black section, the white section, and the Puerto Rican section, and some people in the middle. Without being assigned. You know what I mean? Without like being a sign, yeah. no. Just people go, yeah, the same way in my school. Yeah. That there would be black tables. That's now, how you're really is. sitting with your friends. Now, you're sitting with your friends. Now, but that I remember, happens at a certain age, though, because I remember from you, first to six, when you don't know, right. you just true. hang it. It's a little fucking more mixed. There's something the black is, Something's taught. The black kids walk away from the white kids when I was growing up. What do you mean? The, the black kids separate themselves after sixth grade, not the white right. kids. Yeah. Okay. I'm saying the black kids separated themselves from us. Right. You know what I mean? You, you know, They're taught. Sounds like a Michelle Pfeiffer movie. I'm saying that... Uh, they need to stop hanging out with me. What happened, Gary? That's really All right, whatever. Nice start. She stopped everything, though. <laughs> but the thing is, what you're saying is that you can teach black people anything as long as you rap it. You know what I mean? Like, we're going to rap a little <laughs> bit about Shakespeare. Yeah. How many fucking times have we seen those movies? <laughs> Why? Is that the only way you can learn? But we had this in my school, too, where we had our little race riots. We're really just right. fucking kids punching an occasional stab. And, um, <laughs> you know, I mean, that made the paper and all that shit. But it wasn't as dangerous as uh, as it got played up. But we had to come together and rap, you know, some of right. us. So when we're sitting there with these fucking counselors and shit, finally I said, look... 
Do you realize the only place I see fucking black people is in this school? Yeah. I fucking live a quarter of a mile from this kid. There was literally a, a, a fucking railroad track in between our neighborhoods. I what never saw them German at the town? supermarket. I never saw them at the fucking bar. Nobody, none of the adults mixed. They went to their own things. Right. Then they put us in school and wondered why everybody was so weird exactly. with each other. Exactly. Exactly. You fucking shove it down on kids and say, figure this out. Yeah. When adults are afraid to fucking figure it out. Sure. Yeah. But like I said, they, all this means nothing because this same conversation been going on since we were little kids. Right. And once again, there's no. Con when, First of all, nobody that's having a fucking intelligent conversation about anything or a conversation that solves yeah. things. And it's always going to be the fucking idiots. Yeah. And now with social media, the real fucking loudest, most aggressive people but, are going to set the tone. And that's the way society's going to go. But like even with my kid, like I live on the line of, you know, the school district. It's Look, it's not bad, but it's not the best. Right. And two blocks this way is the best one. One of the best schools in the country is you know, public. Mm -hmm. So I live... Rich people don't even put their kids in public school. They just put them in this school system because it's right. so good. But, I mean, that's two blocks away from me. But where I live, I'm in this other school, which is a 6 out of 10. Right. And it's mixed. It's, you know, probably more Spanish and then black and then white. You know? It's not that I, I'm a racist. I don't care if my kid... I would love for my kid to be around black kids and Spanish kids. And I would love that. But I, don't, I want my kid to go to the best school. So it's not that I'm racist, but I don't, my kid's not going here. So if I have to pay for private school, I will. Not because I don't want them around black kids or Puerto Rican kids. I do, but I just, I don't want them to be in a crappy school system. You don't want him, him to learn like them. And he, can't, and he can't pay. And he can't pay. I just want him like rock. I want him to get a Led Zeppelin first, rock. and then when he's a teenager, he can go into P Diddy. And the only way he can pay for that school is if you pre-order his new special coming yeah. out. Oh, just no, it's out right now. RobertKellerLive.com. You can pre-order. Oh, watch it. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, Friday night at what? Twelve o'clock, Comedy Central, and then on my website for you can donate five bucks or more if you want. I love it, dude. Well, no one's yeah. going to donate more. It's five bucks. People, have, no, people I, will uh, give people more. Have, yeah. Well, yeah, of course, because I, I paid. I, I, I did it myself. Well, we did it ourselves. So it's it's not like it's you know going to a big corporation. Yeah. It's going to me. So yeah, there's a couple people. A lot of people did ten. Some people did six. One person did fifty. Wow. Yeah, that was just one. They felt guilty. There's something <laughs> that happened in their yeah. life. They feel like I got to give back a little bit. I got to pay it forward. <laughs> oh, no, maybe they just maybe they really like comedy. Maybe they heard a kid one time when they were younger and they didn't mean to. They fucking hit a kid on the bike and they kept oh, going. It was my second stepdad who used to beat me. Did he? Yeah, Billy. Ah. Yeah, yeah. He just went out. Look, I owe you fifty bucks. That time I punched you in the gut before you. Sorry went. about that. Yeah, sorry about that. Sorry about hitting your mom. <laughs> it was years ago. We used to think we could kidney punch and it would be good. <laughs> Colin is going to be in Philly this weekend and Buffalo the next. Buffalo this weekend, Philly the next. Oh, Buffalo this weekend. Doesn't matter. They're both helium. You, yeah, they're you both know. helium. Great clubs. Great clubs. Great. And this is the transition time for Mr. For Robert, Robert Kelly. Kelly. Yeah. Uh, we'll transition. Hey, Bowie. Yeah, we're ready. Yeah. Why don't we have, do more <laughs> Bowie here? Oh, that's right. We're a talk show. <laughs> that was one of those great internal external thoughts why don't we do more Bowie here anyway guys what I'm saying <laughs> that was like 
way. Yeah. <laughs> That's like when Voss left before. Yeah. <laughs> and the guy goes, guy goes, should I play that thing next week? And she goes, no. She's going to, about his wife, she's going to think I'm gay. And silence, he goes, we'll talk about it. <laughs> what, the she mail? You were, you were dinging that she mail today, huh? Um, well, I, t- I, I said it. There was a little guy booger in her nose, which was throwing me okay. off. Okay. Always a mistake. But what, what Bobby brought up, which was a really funny point, was because I go, what was it like? And he goes, you know, he was trying to get her to show her tits or her dick. And he goes, and she's like, he goes, she's a guy. So a girl would be like, okay, here's my tits. Guys, five guys want to see it. And she's like, hey, show me your dick. She's <laughs> got very alpha. Alpha. Sure. Yeah, it was like Even such an alpha room. Yeah. And Voss was like, show me your dick. You know, show me your tits. She was like, fucking show me your dick. Yeah. Like it, her instincts of alpha male. Yeah, she's talk- fucking, you know, knocked the first guy off his perch and everybody's cool with you. But yeah. I kind of want to know the uh, this whole thing with, it's disturbing this whole show about Fez not making in any moves so what are you just kind of keeping it like you know just haven't met anyone yet but well, that's not the way it's supposed to go in the gay community you have the no. freedom to not worry about meeting someone special you have the freedom to go to a darkened space yeah. you know what, what you are you waiting be? for yeah you i can, don't want to go to a darkened space i do want someone you special. Can, you can, wait you can get blown let in a light just, space yeah you can just wink let at me a guy just think and it blow each other you find he is how you you're doing it you're, the opposite, you're doing it like the heterosexual way that's the problem what they do you meet a guy you see the same guy whatever whack off together, whatever a couple of times and then suddenly you're like Hey, you ever want to get a drink or something? And some guy will go, yeah, we do have a connection. So yeah. it works the complete opposite way. Exactly. It, it works work the it way backwards. It, it yeah. works the way it would work if guys were running it. That's the way <laughs> exactly. it works. You know? Exactly. Very efficient. Like if two guys were fucking... Right. If straight guys just had sex with each other. Yes. Yeah. We would all blow each other during the halftime show. Yeah. All that would be, the time. Yeah. That's right. I would have sucked, sucked Ronnie off last yeah. night right after the show. That's really yeah. nice. I was like, dude, dude, thank you so much for that. That's exactly what it means so much to me, yeah. seriously, though. I would have got you. Yeah, what you got to do is you got to... That's more being polite. No, you got to bust out to... Yeah, you got to bust out, you know, especially, like you know, you got to bust out to, like, you know, you find a guy... Do you like young guys or you want somebody serious? Huh? I, yeah, someone serious, but I do like... Yeah, I'm attracted to younger guys. Yeah, you like go, younger white guys, Asian guys, black guys, does it matter? White. Like right. seven right. years old or no, eight No, that's too young. Okay. I mean, I think once you're sucking dick, what's it matter? No, it matters. Well, it does? Okay. Yeah, some on. people like they it say little it does. Here's what you do. No, here's exactly what you do. You want the young, like, 20-something young guy, Chelsea, he's got a couple of roommates, a fucking graphic designer, he's a fucking... Sounds you know, he's great. A, he's a, maybe he's like a, a, a PA on fucking Meredith Vieira or something. Wow. You walk this up to him. This guy's a catch. This guy, yeah. Yeah, why don't we do a waiter at the Comedy <laughs> Cellar? Why can't we... Waiter at the Comedy <laughs> Cellar? Yeah. Like but he is the guy with an apron. We're older guys. <laughs> They're going to want a guy that's kind of like... You're like, they don't want somebody that's like, hey, I've never done that. You're like, I'll, I know the way the world works. Right. I've been in radio. I know the way New York works. I know they want a guy that's got that, you know, he's a leader. He's the, the yeah. not just the daddy, the age thing. They want a guy that's, so you go in there and you're like, listen, man, you're young, you're new to New York. There's things you know, there's things I know about the world. You know what I mean? I think he's mm-hmm. going to, I think he's going to have to get an aged soul, like a young guy who has been around the block a little to teach you what you need, like a young guy, so you can be attracted to him, but he's going to teach you what you need to know, and then he's going to let you go. I, here's what I think, and I don't know whether this even exists, but do they have retarded gays? 
Because maybe that's somebody they that would do. be for you. They do. You know, somebody well, who's... They're on like Randall a, Island. I've never yeah. seen a retarded... They're on, that's me where they are. You're gonna take I don't that, know that answer. You're going to take that tram... <laughs> If you take the tram, that's Roosevelt Island. Oh, Roosevelt Island. Oh, used to live there. Oh, sorry. Did you really? Yeah, yeah. lived there for years. They, really? Roosevelt. I never met anybody. Yeah. I've met people from Roosevelt Island, and let me tell you, it's fucking haunted. Yeah, it is. Sure. It's yeah. It is. Toxic. Horrible things happen there. Horrible things. Whoa. What are you talking about? The history of that place is frightening. What you are you talking about? Roosevelt what is it? What you is go it? to Roosevelt Island, and you'd be like, whoa, what happened there here? There was an insane asylum out there for years. There was a tuberculosis fucking clinic. They would take, fucking rich guys used to take uh, the women that they didn't want to be in it with anymore before there was divorce, and the doctor would say they were insane, and they would shove them out on that fucking island. Yeah, and they'd get fucking gang raped and murdered by yeah. the fucking Typhoid Mary was there. Typhoid Mary. Yeah, I mean it's it's the craziest. That's uh, what's that? Isn't it your email? Never heard of Typhoid Mary. No, is she ever radio show? (laughs) She started the typhoid fever thing in New York City. I didn't know that. I think she was ladling out fucking soup to people or something. Yeah, she was a good person. Yeah, she was a carrier. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, well, and that's random. That's where you take the tram over but, to. You, but did yeah. you ever tell them? Speaking of ladling soup, did you ever tell them that great story about the time you got bumped at the? Uh, at oh. the this is show based in a nutshell. Oh, the uh, I think that I tell you. I don't think so. It was Thanksgiving, and 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 I was out in L.A. for the first time on a holiday, and um, I was at I think Dane's house, staying there with my my chick, and we having this big party. And he was like, "Yo, man, I go to the." Uh, I go every year and I serve the homeless people food at the at the uh, Laugh Factory. I was like, he's like, do you want to come? I was like, yeah, I've always wanted to do that. I've always wanted to help on the holiday or feed the homeless or do some, you give them back. You right. know what I mean? It's hard because you don't know where it is or how to do it. But I was like, yeah. And, and we're going down there and I get down there and I, I don't know what the fuck to do. So I just walk over to Potatoes. You know, and Dane's at like white meat chicken, which is right there at the pinnacle of the table where the two tables meet food. And I'm over on potatoes, which is like three down. And I'm sitting there just scooping potatoes. And all of a sudden, paparazzi comes in and the place starts going nuts. And they're taking photos of every, you know, Dane and blah. And then I get a tap on my shoulder. <laughs> and they're like, yo, yo, you gotta, you gotta, uh, you gotta take off. I'm like, what? He goes, yeah. Guy's like, yeah, Arsenio wants potatoes. And I go, I'm sorry. What'd you say? He goes, Arsenio wants potatoes. And I look, Arsenio Hall is standing there like he stands at the beginning of a show <laughs> with his hands, yeah. his hat curled down to cover his face. Like, so I, so like I can't see him. He's almost like, in, like, I, like just standing there waiting to be announced on potatoes. And I'm like, yeah, but I'm just feeding the homeless. He goes, Arsenio wants potatoes. So I got bumped off potatoes. That's fucking amazing. <laughs> bumped off the line. So now I'm in the hallway. Somebody handed me water. And the guy comes over. He goes, you can't stand here. And I'm like, what the fuck? Are you shitting me? I'm just trying to help you. Fucking. He goes, we don't need it. And I, I, I just went in the park. I was so fucking annoyed that I got bumped off of fucking potatoes for him. And at that time, I had more credits. <laughs> that year, I did more shit oh, than him. That's amazing, though. Yeah, it's fucked up. That's my life in a nutshell. Yeah, that should be, uh, that should be uh, the album. 
Arsenio wants potatoes. Arsenio <laughs> bought me for potatoes. <laughs> but you, with the hat on, you're just in his thing. Yeah. Like, the fucking stance that you did was perfect. Because I forgot all potatoes. about that's how yeah. his show used to start. Yeah. He's just waiting to get on yeah. potatoes in that fucking V stance that he yeah. does. I guess potatoes are the glamorous side dish. Well, no, this white is, meat turkey. Yeah, that's something you no, need to No, but he said side guys. dish. Yeah. Oh, yeah. side yeah. dish. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, it is a good one. Yeah, you got to have it. Meat and potatoes. fucking secondary. It's either stuffing or on Thanksgiving. Gravy. Gravy's a good one. That was more... Who the fuck was on Gravy? I think it was uh, Bob Saget. Well, he's huge. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's fucking... His... You need a steady hand for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tom Arnold was on... Uh, I think he was on... Uh, How you doing, buddy? Uh, How you doing, buddy? <laughs> hey, no, hey, Tom yeah. Arnold is no good for Gravy because he's too like, jittery. Yeah. yeah, that's true. He was, he was on hey, stuff. Buddy. Want he, some more gravy, buddy? He's always no, wearing Roseanne's coming up behind him. You know, he's, he's, he's never... Right. Got, it's like a guy back from Vietnam. He's just got that <laughs> weird... Is it fucking happening again? Because here's... Now, I'm going to give you some New York fucking trivia that you can know. Yeah. Now, you go up to Central Park, right? I do. The Ramble itself. Do you know the Ramble part of Central Park, Fez, where you just walk through those trees and at night? You if know, you don't know the Ramble, I'm, ta- I'm pulling your gay card right now. I don't know the ramble. That's it. You're straight again. Go ahead. This is, it, is the that, longest. Is that how you got yours? <laughs> the longest nonstop hookup place for men. It goes back to fucking the Civil War. <laughs> Guys have walked into there and been yeah. able to blow each other at night. Guys didn't blow each other at the yeah. Civil War. They Cole, was after the Civil War. Cole Porter. <laughs> That's had it right. In a song. Wait a yeah. minute. Wait a minute. What is it? What is, I know. Picture Central I know Park without a have, sailor. I know. <laughs> I know they have gay spots, but yeah. you can walk at night at down night, a certain path just or, in the, the daytime. Yeah, I was <laughs> running through there like about six Hang years. On, slow down! Don't fuck it up. <laughs> I was. I got ahead there last week, <laughs> six years ago, in the middle of the afternoon, and there were a couple of guys that I said, "I oh, shut the guy cool. off on Sunday." <laughs> they have benches there, and they stand right next to the bench. Just sit right. at the bench, and they just look, you know, plainly. They're not looking like weird. They're just looking like, hey, you know. You know what I'm here for, right? Okay, so so you walk through there, and it's beautiful. By the way, during the day, night, day, whatever, right? Yeah. Is it, is it wooded? Yeah, it's wooded, there, but there's paths that go through. Yeah. Okay. Right? But it's nice, and at night it's very, you know, two dudes can meet and go, let's go behind those fucking trees right now. You and there's no cops right? on horse. Sometimes there is. Sometimes yeah. it's that fucking Santa Serpico's Claus movie? or whatever. But, you know, also give <laughs> these guys happen. a little room well, and then every once in a while. Yeah. Well, it's not 1950 where they have to right. arrest them for being gay. Hey, get off there, you queer, you know. What is this, Stonewall with you, Bobby? Every fucking five seconds. Let's beat those guys until they're like, Are there no cops? Are there no poor houses? No, I'm just... <laughs> <laughs> There's this uh, new cruising? TV show that people are already mad about called My Husband's Not Gay, and it's about Mormon dudes that are gay but are fighting it off, and they're with a wife and they're kids, but they're attracted to men. And what they're trying to do is show people, much like Fez has, you could be attracted to men and do nothing about it. You're oh. Mormon in a weird way. That's never, odd. I never, never thought of it that way. You've never been with a guy? Or no. Girl. Or a girl. You've That's been... what's so infuriating. I want you to go out and grab... I don't grab... want you to get pissed off about it. <laughs> I want you to go out and grab a package and just savor it like a, like a piece of ripe fruit. Are you are you gonna? Are I'm you, not a package grabber. Are you ner- <laughs> Wow, well, why geez. not try it though? You're gonna have to grab a package one day. I, yeah, I think he's yeah. afraid of unleashing something, the beast within. Like the Hulk, he'll suddenly fucking Hulk out, and you may have can't to restrain himself. <laughs> yeah. So why don't you go on like like an app? 
Because I'm not really looking have apps for, for that. Is there like grinders or something? You, because yes. you can the talk advice about show. it. <laughs> you, what's that? Paul McCartney? Yeah, it's Paul. You can you can go on the app and pick the guy you want to talk to. Uber. Physically. Just fucking pick an Uber taxi driver. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to cost extra. You can physically pick a guy and then go meet and just say, let's go meet for coffee and talk. And then. I thought Grinder was just for hookups. No. How well, do you know? You haven't been on it. Try it. Do Wait. it. You could say to the person, look, I just want to fucking, I'm new to this. I just want to talk. Do you mind? And then be like, yeah. I mean, he's going to be a guy and try to get you to fucking suck his dick. Because, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, vice versa. He might just want to blow you. Yeah. He'll probably say this. I just want you to watch me jack off, but then he'll start, you know, pull you closer. <laughs> yeah, That's what I... No, he's going to go, you don't have to touch it. Right. Yeah. But you're touching it. You're fucking touching it. He's going to try to hypnotize you with his cock in a cab. <laughs> no, you don't have to touch it. <laughs> Swing it back and forth. So is this it, Fez? You want to ramble? Where are you going? I'm not going out to the ramble. <laughs> you should go. I'll end, up, I'll end up getting arrested, you're freezing to death. You're fucking rambling, man. So what? Murder. Guess what? When you know, you're arrested, what do you mean? Right. Lock up. He's right. We Don't should go. go we're going to go. We'll Don't go with you. We'll go with you, and we'll guard the area. Like yes. when your wife has to take a shit in the woods, <laughs> we'll, we'll guard the area. It actually so would be the same thing. <laughs> no. Don't do that. He's right. Go on to get app and meet for somebody for coffee. There's other there's other things besides grinder. Yeah. I'm sure there's other gay apps like non grinder app. Gay coffee apps, I guess. Yes. Yeah, go do gay coffee. Or at least at least go online and whack off a lot. I'll tell you, when they were talking about how the few things in life, you know, excitement versus happiness, you know what I mean? I was saying few things after a while you get older, excitement doesn't you know, you want happiness. Excitement's like a younger thing. The only thing that never disappoints is whacking off. Yeah. It's always yeah. there for you. It's always there. Wh yeah, whacking off. So is... you whack off to like, do you like porn and stuff? Yeah, I, I've, I've looked at a lot of gay porn. Oh, all right. So that's better. You know, what the hell? Then uh, take that to the ramble with you. And you're just fucking looking at it. If somebody sees you, they might come over. <laughs> But do you ever like yeah, play uh, it loud? Just play the volume up. <laughs> Did I hear two guys moaning on your phone? <laughs> We're phoning on your moan. Yeah, I think you just I think you should just meet a guy at night for a nice cup of coffee and just a dark place, you know? Where do you live with neighborhood? West Village. <laughs> oh my god. He's surrounded by walk gay guys. Right over to Chelsea and just go there and just, you know, say hello. Uh, you're making it sound it's like easy. I mean, it's probably just as hard to. Sure. I, I know, uh, we know a couple comics that are older gay guys that have a fucking hard time. And these oh, guys. It's fine. We're talking about the same guy. Dude, I, son of a bitch on him. He's got pictures. Now, but I remember. He's, got, he's like Jeffrey Dahmer. He's got young Asian boy pictures all of his yeah, but there, was, there was a time. There was a time. Now, Asian. Young Asian boys aren't hard to get, by the way. Yeah. But there was a time when he would go to these... I, I would talk to him. He would go to these gay clubs oh, yeah. where guys were just there to bang. And no one would pick him. No, that's right. And that fuck That's that, happened to Fez before. Yeah, that, sure. That, that fucks with your self-esteem. What was your first thing you said that that guy said to you? Oh, that was a young Asian guy. Yeah. And I was um, at a, a gay club... Uh, standing on the side of the dance floor, and some little, a uh, tiny Asian guy came dancing up to me. The very snarky, yeah. tiny yeah. Asian gay guys. As as he's dancing, he's still dancing, and gets in my face and goes, "You know you're ugly, right?" And then goes dancing away to the beat. 
I've had. He never missed a step. I've had. He was probably on ecstasy or something like that. The last time I was going down in weight, I was working out a lot. I lost some weight. I was walking down the street, and it was like literally one thirty in the morning. I felt fantastic. I dropped some weight, and I had a sleeveless shirt, and I had my gym bag and my protein shake. Just gotten a new tattoo. Just yeah, it was was awesome. I'm walking, and all of a sudden I see this tranny because it was down in the village. I saw this tranny kind of see me and then stop right there and lean on her ass cheek and was waiting for me and I was coming up smiling for waiting for my fucking poppy oh you know and I had my smile on and uh, I was about to wink and say what's up baby thank you and she went oh poppy you fat (laughs) I I, the smile was always I I was already smiling for my compliment my compliment so I just walked through the smile and my lips started quivering Mm -hmm. you know when you smile and you want to cry I went home to my wife. I was so fucked up. I told my wife, I was like, just fuck it. I was like, you know, I'm fucking working hard. And I fucking this tranny. This tranny. She goes, it's a guy. I'm your wife, you fucking who? Stop it. But it yeah. still hurt. So yeah. I went home right after that. I was done with that club. He called me up that night. I was laughing so hard. He told me that story. <laughs> yeah, you fat. You if, fat. If it ever happens again, the affairs, mm-hmm. stomp that bitch in front of everybody. Let everybody know what you'll stand for. <laughs> Take that fucking little Asian boy out. No, but also it might have been like a fetish thing where he's like, he wants you to, he wants you to do that. Oh, he wants you to go. Yeah. You, I'm ugly. I'm gonna show you ugly. Yeah. And give him a nice perverted He's time. fucking coming while you're kicking his balls and fucking punching his teeth. <laughs> just say you smell like fish. Oh, fuck. That's say good. that. That's fucking no, good. Say you, you, no, I'm yeah. no, don't yeah. do that. I'm kidding. You, uh, that sucks, dude. But you, we sh- he should hook up with the other guy. Maybe he could, you know. That guy could probably show you the ropes. No show you the ropes. Literally. <laughs> yeah. I I it from the cellar. He's spinning around Safe on the wheel. <laughs> yes. Uh, we got to go to break here. Guys, it was so great to have you stop Thanks, by. Thanks, guys. Thanks, buddy. Uh, the Helium Clubs, Buffalo this weekend, Philly next weekend. You see the one and only uh, Colin Quinn. And then this is Bobby Stein, Mr. Robert Kelly. <laughs> Friday night, Comedy Central Yes, uh, is the special live from the underground. And we'll be playing the Unmasked on Friday and then all weekend. It's amazing. You did great. I'm so glad to have you stop by. Thank you, buddy. Thanks for uh, doing that with me. I'll see you guys later. I'll see you soon.
gentlemen, may I present for your intellectual and philosophical pleasure? Run fast on Raw Dog Product Comedy Hits Channel 99. It's the Ron and Fez Show uh, on a Wednesday. Now, coming up on Friday, as you heard, we are going to play the Unmasked with Robert Kelly. Robert Kelly, uh, who did the Unmasked last night at the stand. That's going to be a little bit before 2 p.m. on Friday on the Ron and Fez Show. And then also his special, Robert Kelly Live from the Village Underground. That happens on Friday night at midnight on Comedy Central. It's the Ron and Fez Show. Uh, Colin Quinn was also in here earlier. He's going to be at Helium Comedy Club in Buffalo. That's uh, starting tomorrow, Thursday, January 8th through Saturday, January 10th. And then the following week, that uh, Colin's going to be performing at Helium Comedy Club in Philadelphia next week, Thursday, January 15th, and that's through Saturday, January 17th. For more tickets and information, go to Helium Comedy Club, uh, heliumcomedy.com. That's for uh, tickets and more information. So uh, that's what's going on today on the Ron and Fez Show. Um, also, just... Um, Coming back from the break, so just I'm uh, just a little nervous here. Sorry about that, everybody. Um, 
So, great time last night at the stand uh, with Robert Kelly. That was a lot of fun. I want to thank everybody who came out. Pack crowd out there at the stand. Uh, so much fun and just a great time. And you don't want to miss this unmask that's coming up on Friday. Um, Felicia uh, Rashad was saying that was uh, Bill Cosby's TV wife, of course, saying that there was a conspiracy against Cosby and that um, it was somebody is trying to keep Bill Cosby off of television. And for some reason that it's more than just these women accusing him. What is going on? Um, what is happening? The, the booth wasn't listening to me, so everything, uh, I had to go on the air. We went into what? dead air from the booth, so I had to, so what? I came on. I was talking with one of the bosses. How long has this been going on? Probably just a couple minutes. Okay, what are you talking about Bill Cosby for? Um, because I didn't know what else to say. Do you know how to hit a bit? Um, that's what I was saying. And but even after you come, even after you were on, you throw it to a bit. Yeah, I don't get any help from the booth boy. I, uh, Chris, you were here. I, I missed it. One of the bosses was asking me to be in this other meeting tomorrow. Blah blah blah. But you guys know how to extend yeah. with material and stuff. Why is everybody freaked out today? What is with you today? <sighs> Uh, no, I'm good. I'm good to go. No, no, I, I'm being honest. You seem very. You're like freaked out, Chris. Why didn't you just put on a bit? I extended with breaks. I should just thrown on a bit. But yeah, I, yeah. We have tons of material. You saw who I was talking to. Yes, right? I know. I know. So that's to. what I'm doing for all of us. Yeah. So put a fucking bit on. It's not that difficult. And Fez, you've been doing this a long time. Just you don't have to start doing plugs or fucking reading the news. You know how to be a person. Open up the phones. I want to do a, a bit called uh, Fez FAQ, where it's frequently asked questions because so many of these guys. Um, are, by the way, I do want, also want to hear what happened when I was going. I'm just dying for myself to hear how that fucking started. Because when I came walking in, it, it all seemed really crazy. Well, Chris was standing down the end of the hall, and he's like, Fez had to go on because we didn't. And I go, why didn't you play a bit? He goes, yeah, that would make sense. Everybody knows how to fucking play a bit. You could even throw it to bit even when he's back on the air. Yeah. Here, here you know, let me, I want to just share this with the audience. So we did the Unmasked last night. Fez was fucking spectacular on this bit that he and I did, right? You were fearless. Why weren't you fearless right now? I don't know. It's because I, I guess I didn't know what was happening. and I, I didn't know what to do in this moment. But just decide what to do in this moment. The reason why you were good with me last night and the hypnotist is because we told you what to do, right? Right. You tell you what to do. We didn't do the thing that you did. The hypnotist didn't do it. Nobody fucking did it. You did. You did it. It proves that you can do it. 
You're the fucking guy. I should have done it here. I shouldn't. And why would you leave him alone? Why wouldn't you jump in with him? Why would you run down the the hall and fucking peek and watch me talking to one of the fucking presidents? Why wouldn't you just understand? Do you realize in, in fucking terrestrial radio there's 18 fucking minutes every fucking hour that they break on? Uh... So don't, you know, I, I hate to say it to you, Chris, but he's your fucking host. Just fucking look out for him. How do you not know to play a fucking song or a bit? I um I was looking for it, but we had gone. It was, it was, Who gives a fuck? If even after he starts talking, you just fucking say, Fez, we have that bit and you fucking play it. Who would have said, oh, this is fucking shitty? Um, Danny, Danny, you're on the run of Fez show. Hey, I listened to this show for years. I'm finally going to call out Fez. This is a bit. If he's good in everything else, I listen to when he's been in under hypnotized and all that, and he's awesome, awesome. And now all of a sudden he can't say two words because you're not there. This is a bit. You know what? If it was just Fez, that would be one thing. But apparently everybody did the same thing. Apparently, Damn. everybody did the My same thing. My heart's out to you because you are freaking awesome and you're surrounded by a bunch of clowns because this I, has got to be a bit. I will just tell you, I'm talking to one of the bosses who wants me to come to this other fucking meeting to do this stuff for the channel. That would be great for all of us. And we're sitting there talking the shit out. And it did not occur to me that my guys would just fucking panic. Well, Ron, you are a hero of mine. I love to listen to you. Only reason I listen to this show anymore. God bless you, buddy. Um, it just doesn't make sense. I didn't hear any of it, so I don't know what happened. But I can't, you know, you were freaked out? Yeah. But you could say to your audience, right? Hey, I'm going to put on this bit that Ron, uh, Ron and I did years ago. Why wouldn't you have that? Things just weren't even running through my head. Chris, why wouldn't you think think of that for him? Because I was outside the studio looking for you. Why? What are you, a fucking child at the fucking mall? You saw who I was talking to, right? Yes. So why wouldn't that have been... Why did you wait at the end of the fucking hall like that? Or even if you would, he could have yelled down the hall, Ron, we don't know how to do radio if you walk out of the fucking room for a minute. You guys are fucking crazy. I feel like I'm in crazy town. It doesn't make sense. When you guys bitch the fucking, the, the, the kid can't think. That's nutty. Um, it's like we we limit this. That only one person is going to fucking ever come up with an idea. It doesn't make sense to me. As a matter of fact, fucking, I found out that Colin did something that we haven't done in six months that was asked for by the fucking show, which is the exact opposite of fucking thinking. Crazy. Crazy fucking guys. 
How hard would this be? You know, Sleeves has written a lot of great songs for us. We want to throw out the Sleeves. People do that kind of shit. It's not a big deal. Sometimes I just wish a bunch of Muslims would come in here and fucking wipe us out. Then maybe we could start fresh. Because we could talk about different kind of apps that you could go on to meet people. What kind of guys you're interested in? The FAQs. Yeah, that one's come up before. Fez, you were great last night when you uh, you and I did that thing. That was a lot of fun. Thank you. All right, Cook Logic says, why should the staff throw it to a bit because Fez can't fill four minutes of radio? That's unfair to Pepper. Pepper has got to fucking take charge if he wants to be a fucking executive pro- uh, producer. Here we go again, the Pump Up Fez show. Uh, you know, by the way, if you look over there, all we have is stand-up bits that you can fucking hit one after another. And the people from Raw Dog would be amazed and happy. Uh, Deborah says, why throw all your guys under the bus? It's Fez. Get Fez out and the others will step up. Um, it's called the Ron and Fez Show. Um, love panicking Fez, the dread of the mic. By the way, why don't you even try some of this, Fez? It's not that difficult. Place to blame on Fez's stumbling right where it belongs. Can the show not start without Ron? I don't get it. I don't get it either. It proves that Fez needs a live audience. He's great. There is true. I can't wait to Opie Radio gets blamed for this. And then they're writing, um, um, um. Code Blueberry, Code Blueberry. I didn't hear any of this, so I don't know what happened. Ron, hurry back. The live read is almost over. We can now add Robert Kelly and Colin Quinn to the list of celebrities who try to give Fez advice about dating. Uh, coming up a little later on in the show, uh, we're supposed to have our buddy, Michael Che, and I thought it would have been great to have Colin cut something for him, since there are uh, a few guys that have done the same gig. Um, here's Dave. Dave in Pennsylvania, you're on the Ron Fest show. Hey, Ron. I had a great idea. If if I was in that room and you stepped up, I would have treated it like back in high school when the teacher walked out of the room and this shit started happening. It would have been a blast. It would have been fucking hysterical. What if these guys were just screaming and acting like fucking monkey house and then I came back in the room and everybody snapped too like I was a fucking nun? I think that would be funny as shit. Uh, Wayne in California. Wayne. Um, yeah, I just think that uh, um, Fez did fine. I think once a week, without any warning, you should just tap out for half an hour. See, for the next half an hour, you guys take the show and don't say a word. And watch what happens. I'll bet you it turns out great. What do you think, Fez? I don't think that's a good idea. Why? I think it's 
great, Fez. You did great. You were you were doing what you needed to do. Yeah, you were a little nervous, but you stuck in there. You held in there till Ron got back. But what if Ron doesn't come back? What are you going to do? Yeah, I couldn't handle the four. Never mind, twenty six yeah, more. What? Figure out what what are you going to do when he doesn't come back? And I think you're going to do fine when that happens. You certainly won't die. Right. <laughs> there's nothing, there's fucking nothing, there's no repercussions for having a less than stellar fucking break. None. I mean, uh, Zero. How, how, how cool would that be if even Pepper fed off of Fez, or Fez fed off of Pepper? I don't know why Pepper would have thought it was a fucking great idea to leave him alone. Maybe, Pep, you were working on fucking queuing up that uh, music? No. By the way, who did the I got it, I got it, I got it there? I did. And did you got it? No. Why wouldn't you stay and fucking talk with him? Why would you leave him alone? A terrible decision. One that made no sense in the world of radio. Pepper had that look of like when his dad didn't come back out of the bar and he just kept like trying to peek in. Like when somebody would open the bar up. Doogie says, and Shelby's the problem? Mm. And he says, the co-host of a radio show can't talk on the radio so the producer has to eat shit. Brilliant. Bullshit, Ron. I know he's a screw-up, but I don't blame this on Pepper. Hey, I don't give a fuck. Pepper should have fucking been able to cover for him. So what? What's the big deal? Fez is silent since Ron came back yelling at Chris Stanley when Fez is the problem. I listen to these two guys give Shelby fucking shit every day. Yeah, this is all my fuck-up. Um, Dave, you're on the Ron and Fez show. Yeah, Ron, you mentioned it is the Ron and Fez show to Pepper, and you're blaming it on him. Fez is a, a part of the show. And if he can't do his job, step aside. Fez, can you do your job? I, di I didn't do it then. I just said, can you do your job? No. Then, Pep, you got to fucking step up. Because nobody wants the fucking Ron show. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't do my job. Fucking today. It was. It's been. It's terrible. This was no big deal. Like I said before, it's just fucking radio. But for everybody fucking crying for Pepper right now, I never worked at a fucking job where the producer wasn't supposed to look out for the host, no matter what he was doing. I've worked at jobs where the fucking host uh, came in still fucking drunk from the night before, and the producer went out got a bucket of ice water to put his fucking face in and wake him back up in between the fucking uh songs and that was considered producing fucking radio i don't think it's a, i think you gotta do whatever you gotta do uh dean dean you're on the run of fed show Hey, Ron, this, yeah. this is your fucking boss's fault. Why are they calling you to a meeting in, in, in well, the, the middle I, of the show? I didn't get called into a meeting. I happened to bump into one of them down at the pisser, and he brought up some great opportunity. This is, as you know, 
we have a lot of different bosses from different fucking spots. And quite frankly, a lot of the, the shows compete in-house with each other to get on some of these programs. He had stuff that because some things have been going well for us, he's like, I've got some more ideas. When can we get together? And we're sitting there talking about it. And I'm pitching about what we can do and how strong my team is. And while that's happening, we're falling apart. As I'm telling him, it doesn't matter where or under what circumstances this team does something. I should have also pointed out, oh, unless it's in our own fucking studio, if the one of the hosts doesn't come back immediately. That's where I fucked up. Um, so, really, it's a, I, I was talking to a guy who doesn't even listen to the radio because he he works in a whole nother level through marketing and shit like that. Um, so it's the obvious Ronnie B heel turn is obvious. Yeah, that's what I'm going for. So how's this good? To be not Sam's fault for Fez not being able to do two minutes of radio. Mm. In this corner, Ron the Enabler. Bennington was a shelbitage. Ball busting tweets today. Uh, Mike, State College. You're on the run. Hey, Fez. guys. Uh... Got to take a lesson from Urban Meyer and Ohio State Buckeyes. Third string quarterback stepped up. When the when the guy in front gets hit and drops the rifle, the next guy picks it up, charges on. Well, today, you know, the rifle went down and everybody just sat around and said, when's Ron going to come back and pick up the rifle? I see him. He's down there. He's talking with somebody. Why don't we call this the Ron Clusterfuck show? Uh, the producer doesn't make host money enough with making excuses for the Fez incompetence. Look, I have news for you fucking people. The the company wants the Ron and Fez show. That's what they want. They don't want the Ron show. Nobody here, me, Pepper, nobody can tell Fez to fucking leave. Pepper needs to fucking step up. I, it's not wrong to treat him like a man, and he's not being fucking yelled at for anything other than not fixing a problem. I don't know why people are so pissed about Fez when it was real. It is my fault. I was the one on the board. I was the one who should have played something. That, it was it was my fuck up. It's my fuck up that that happened. And it is. I and you like could have played something even after the fact. I don't even yeah. have any fucking shit set in front of me today. I know Michael Che is coming by. And by the way, when Michael Che walks in here, he's just going to start talking. It's not going to be a big deal. Just like I didn't sit around with Colin and uh, and say, oh, geez, what are we going to talk about today? Do we have things to talk about? doesn't make sense. Making a fucking big deal out of nothing. Let me read off some of these uh, news stories. By the way, if you want to see real fucking problems, the French uh, satirical magazine today was attacked by, as what they're being called, radical Muslims. Radical Muslims. Which, quite frankly, uh, it gets harder and harder to figure out what that even means. Um, 
but it makes you in some ways go, well, maybe, you know, the kind of censorship we cry about in this country is not so fucking bad. Be happy for the, the weird corporate censorship that we get. Because at least, let's like, if you look over at a guy uh, that runs that Catholic league, Bill O'Donio, who I think is a sack of shit. I think he's a bully, and he's prissy, and a, a fucking baby. But at least I know he's not going to run into the onion and start shooting everybody. Like, you really have to do a thing of, like, oh... I can't stand, you know, somebody with different political views of mine. Whether you're a conservative, you a bitch about liberal, or you're liberal, or you're a bitch about conservative. But we know they're not as fucking nuts as these ISIS assholes. Freaked out over a goddamn cartoon? I brought this up earlier. I would love to. I'd love to just teach them how to fucking write some bad cartoons back. Uh. Maybe tease the French a little bit. The bizarre thing is that they put this so high up on a target list. Uh, Keith, I hope you're not telling the truth on your Twitter. Uh, this says, Ron, just take 15 right now and let Fez and Pepper do this. Let them work that muscle. They could do it as if it's nothing. It doesn't, it's not that big a deal. Ever wonder why Classic Shell backs the way he does? You guys, you, you fucking two guys just put Shelby over like there's no fucking tomorrow. Matter of fact, you've been doing that all week without meaning to. You're making a fucking story out of him. It's unbelievable. Um... Poor Pepper getting yelled at because that maniac can't handle two minutes. I don't need anyone saying fucking poor Pepper, right? I didn't do my job today. I fucked up, and I fucked up Fez. And that's something I never want to do. Would you would you uh, check on that to me? Because to see if that guy's bullshitting. According to this, and anybody who's ever been on our social media could check into it, because somebody just wrote to us, but a guy who stays in, in contact with me all the time is being listed as passing away, and that's uh, ECW Zombie. Um, they said that he died today at the age of 38. The cause of death is unknown. Um, this is the first time I'm saying this, but I can look over here and just see that he's probably sent me emails within the last couple of days. And the one thing that he asked about all the time is he'd love to be a producer on this show. So it's just coming in from social media. And I see other wrestlers tweeting about it too. Wow, this is a bizarre day. It it it, it couldn't be more than two or three days ago that I heard from him. 
Um, he would always uh, send me emails, tell me they would love to break into radio and listens to the show every day and feels very, very complete. Feels like he could help Fez quite a bit because he knows the wrestling angles. Wow. Just last night, he tweeted to Artie about Jerry Jones. If anybody knows about that, 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Stunning. Stunning to see that news. I know he has at least one child. Uh, And... There was a situation, I believe, where an ex-wife took that kid and it was always rough on him. But sometimes with this guy, I'll get like three or four a day I'll hear from him. All right, Eric just wrote this in. What happens if you pass out on the air and choke? Pepper will probably just sit there and look at you like an asshole. Don't do that, Pep. I won't do that. Nine one one. That Something won't like happen. that comes up. Yeah. Or give me a trach. <coughs> I'm shaken by the CCW news. It's terrible news. I've talked with him before, and he's emailed me a bunch too. He um, it's it's if if it's true, it's horrible. Well, isn't it terrible that we live in a world that you just can't trust people to say something? Yeah. There's probably 10 hoaxes a day online. (coughs) A lot of our listeners. Well, that's just horrible. Jay says, I remember when he offered to cook for you guys. In the studio. God damn, that's terrible. So it's up on prowrestling.net. Is that a reptable one, Fez? Yeah, yeah, that's one of the bigger ones. Apparently the blue meanie. He tweeted uh, about tweeted it. something out about it. Wow. Really big guy, really strong guy. No idea what the hell happened here. That's just terrible. I know Zombie was one of the first guys to go over to ECW when it was uh, when WWE picked him up. Switch out and come down now. Okay. Oh, here's the thing that we uh, should do. This was uh, Opie Radio would put this up uh, at Opie Radio, and um, Fez could have went to this with just in moments of finding out about it. 
But Opie put this up. It's a creep kiss that Joe Biden gave. Uh, I don't know whether you've seen this yet. But I haven't. It's really bizarre. There's a little girl with her parents. And watch the way Joe Thank Biden you. treats her. He's whispering to her. Look how she's bugging out. <laughs> oh! Get away. All right. Well, nice to see you guys. Thank you. Thank you. See you back home, I hope. Oh, absolutely. That, oh my God! Come on, man. The look at her face. She's freaked out. She's pulling away from the entire time. This is a terrible look for Joe Biden. I don't know. You know, some people might like it. I don't feel comfortable even watching it. I mean, is this? Um, well, this is the old. He. This is what he was doing live at the compound. Okay. <laughs> Look at the tan, too. It looks fantastic. He looks wonderful. Uh, here's the thing about Joe Biden, because I'm from that same part of the, the country. Men down there are very weird, and they demand kisses from little kids, even from little boys. Real? What? Yeah. I remember, like, I would be a little boy, and some uncles would just, like, grab you, like, mm. they just treat you like face. You know what I mean? Like, you know how, like, those ja black jazz musicians, where they act like little kids is the same as being a girl? Like, they'll just call them both face, like, pretty face. Mm -hmm. That's the way a lot of those guys act, where sometimes, like, you're a little kid down there, and the older men will call you honey. They're like, come here, honey. What are you doing? You're just like a little kid. And you're like, I feel like this isn't right. Um, always love it when the uh, when ECW Zombie called Rana Fesho. I will. I am not kidding when I t say this. I am in shock enough to like initially feel like I don't believe this. To. It's too weird to even think. For some reason, I can't search back through my emails because I, I, I can guarantee you it, it could have been no later than the weekend that I got two or three from him. And he was always talking about coming in and doing stuff. Oh, and he wanted us to do something around the corner at some little bar restaurant that he went to and said, can the guys come over and record? It's uh, tied in with Johnny's company. It's like a steak place over there. I know I know that steak place. Yeah. Yeah, he sent me something over the uh, holidays. I'm, I'm looking for it why now. Why didn't you just fucking, why didn't you make it okay? I, I thought everything was going to be okay. Really? Is that why you left him alone in the studio? <laughs> you know what I feel like right now, Pep? How? How do you feel? I feel like... Johnny Depp fucking went out and thing and came back and and uh, River Phoenix was still sitting in oh. the tub all night. No, that wasn't River Phoenix. Who was it? Leo. Leo DiCaprio. Retarded Leo DiCaprio had sat in the fucking tub because nobody pulled him out. I always want to pull that the tart out of the bathtub. Fez, here's what I want you to do right now. Mm -hmm. Lay into that son of a bitch for what he did. Leaving you alone in the studio. Go over and spit on him and kick him in the ankles and call him a piece of garbage. I'm a piece of garbage for not being able to fill. Why won't you go with the bit? 
Why wouldn't you once go with the fucking bitch? Spit on me, Fez! What are you about? What is your fucking truth bubble about, you fucking cocksucker? Fez, treat me like shit. I fucked you over. Everybody knows it. Uh, me especially. Because for some yeah. reason, I had that visual confirmation of Ron. Like but a fucking idiot. Why did you need visual confirmation? I don't. From I don't know. It's a fucking. I. I don't know if I'm OCD. Is it? OCD? Is that? Could it be OCD or is it stupidity? I. I don't. I have no clue. I would go with stupidity. Stupidity, right? Yeah, because I'm really not OCD anyway. Any other way. It's hard. It's retarded. It ain't gonna happen again. I, uh, dude, why would I believe you? Last night you told me you had something. Yeah. And then as a joke, you didn't. And do you know how much funnier it would have been if you would have fucking hit your cue? I know. I know. I And you did it on purpose. No. You told me I got it, I got it, I got it. And when I brought it up to you, you said, Don't worry, I got it. Yeah. I now jinx your jinx your betting. I jinx your bets. This is a terrible Terrible. Why way. did you do the joke? Just tell me that. And then we'll both laugh. Then I'll have a fucking laugh with you. Both of us will sit down and have a long laugh. There's nothing to laugh about. There's nothing whatsoever. Unless it's my incompetence. Why did you leave um, Leo DiCaprio in the tub all night when you know how thin he is and his fucking lips are blue? I remember how everybody yelled at Johnny Depp for that. You're fucking Johnny Depp. Yeah, I have his thing, but I can't. My uh, when I look back at my um, emails, doesn't work. And I always have like, I don't know. When do you clean out your emails? How many do you have? Um, I don't clean out my email. I just so, buy more space with Google. <laughs> so I have in this in this account, I have seven thousand emails. So I do that same kind of thing. It's stupid. But the search, I, I just I basically live by the search function on the email thing. If it wasn't for you that, know, I'd be I'm fucked. gonna move into this bloody. I've been fucking moved to Gmail. Really? I think so. Holy shit! It's a great world. I'm just telling you. It's basically unlimited space. Why don't you get this kind of phone and then we can FaceTime back together? <laughs> I'm a, I'm a, I'm an Android boy. <laughs> I'm an Android boy. <laughs> Not a shoe shine boy. And this account has fifty thousand emails in it. You have fifty thousand. Fifty thousand emails in this in this account. Um. Wait, the search thing just makes everything so easy to find. Fez, why wouldn't you fucking? Why didn't you go over and kick uh, Chris? Because then you'd be in the bit. Want to spit in my mouth? Like How about a- this? Fez spits in your mouth and then we're out of this. Um, Charlie, in Delaware, you're on the run of Fez show. Hey, greetings from Dewey Beach. Oh, Dewey Beach. Now, who hangs around Dewey Beach all winter? It's got to be kind of sad, right? No, it's great. Best time of year. No tourists. I was at the uh, Bottom Cork uh, New Year's Eve party. <sighs> that sounds like the fucking life of life. Who was playing? Thurgood back? Uh... Uh, love, love, feed, mom, and jump. So it was a fun night. Yeah, always a fun night. Listen, I think uh, I think uh, Pepper's in a kind of a rock and a hard place. If he did take the stick and you know cut to a bit, uh, Fez would have yelled at him. Would Fez you, would've Fez? Would've no, I wouldn't have yelled at him. I was saying stretch. Why wouldn't you stretch when he was telling you to? I was stretching because I, I was outside the studio. That's why. 
Who was inside the studio? She- oh, Shelby was in the booth. How come you guys haven't given any Shelby any shit then? Because this is my no, this is my fuck up. Here, I'll get to the bottom of it right now. Right. I'm calling Shelby in the other room. <laughs> He's staring at his thing, but won't pick up. Look, I, I've got him on FaceTime. It's that easy. <laughs> God damn it! Wow. This is, hey, what's happening, man? Anything new from Apple HQ? No, it's pretty cool in here. Yeah. I guess you heard that your two enemies are fighting each other now. You fucking must feel like King Ralph, like everybody else in the royal family died, and now you're taking over. I don't know who hates me, who does spin, if I should hate myself now. Chris, hop on yeah. FaceTime with us. I, I can't, I don't have FaceTime. Look, it's like we're a little... He's an android boy. It's a good thing to be an android boy. Alright, I'm gonna hang up. Talk to you later, Shelby. Hey, Ron. Uh, this is like the weirdest thing, though. This is how, this is how weird my life has changed over the years. I remember when I was in first grade, right? We went to the Franklin Institute. First of all, when you grew up in that area, you just talk about that for like six months. Like, oh yeah, we're going to be going to the Franklin Institute in a bus. You know, we'll be on a bus trip, and then we go up to the Franklin Institute. To be, we're going to be in a buddy system so none of us get grabbed and we won't be at the Franklin Institute anymore. And some bum will have sex with us. <laughs> so we were all excited. We go to the fucking uh, Franklin Institute. We walk through the giant heart. We fucking smell things that some people are repulsed by and other people can't smell at all. It's all science fun for children. But then there was this thing where there was like a little TV set, right? Yeah. So when we looked into this little TV set, in real time, we could see kids at the Smithsonian Institute in Washington, D.C., and we could wave back and forth or hold up signs like, hey, what grade are you in? And they would write back. We were fucking pounding around. Just All of us were pushing and shoving you know, just to try to see this miracle where you can see other kids at the same time as you. And now Shelby and I can just FaceTime from the other room. You won't join us. I'm. You know who you are right now? Who am I? Some kid at Pittsburgh who doesn't have one of those fucking cameras and TV. Or really even a good science musician, museum at the time. I got apps though. I got an Uber app. Who does it? No. I was in. A, I took an Uber cab down last night and talked to the guy about nothing but Uber. He gave me so much stuff and a medallion and blah, blah, blah. And he has friends, right, that paid up to a million dollars for the medallion cab. And Bloomberg dumped out on them, made a profit. And now these guys can't even sell these fucking cabs and are going to be driving the rest of their life trying to pay them off. Yeah, the last uh, the last medallion uh, auction or whatever went like the middle of last year. It went for like a million dollars was the least expensive one. And now these guys are just done. Uber's destroying everything. My theory is Bloomberg is behind Uber. Because, remember when he had a beef this time last year, when he see, said he was going to crush is, the Those fucking taxis. cats just see the patterns. You don't fucking see the patterns. He does. And just bets it. And it's almost like, if for him, it probably looks like the Dallas Cowboys this weekend, right? 
and they're getting six and a half. But in his world, they're not even fucking playing the Packers. They're playing some blind fucking kids that are eight years old. And Bloomberg's just like, fuck you, yeah, I'm going to push him big bucks on this. And then he looks around, and the rest of us don't see the ZZ bet. You know what I mean? The rest of us are like, I think I'm staying away from that game. You know what I mean? And he just looks at us like we're crazy. And when it's the most obvious thing in the world. Fez, do an impression on me because I wasn't here when it came back on and you weren't. Why, first of all, why didn't you just play a song? Um, I couldn't. I was saying to stretch, but it just went to dead air, so I popped the mic on. Well, when you had left it, then it would have been their problem. I probably should have done that. That, that dead air would have actually been a better choice than what I did. Was it really bad? Um, it was, it was all, all plugs, and then I went into the crazy Felicia Rashad talk. Was it crazy? It sounded crazy in my head as it was happening. What plugs were you doing? Um, uh, Unmasked this Friday with Robert Kelly on our show, and his special Friday night on Comedy Central, and Colin Quinn's Helium uh, dates in Buffalo and Philadelphia. So those are damn good plugs. You were just hoping that I would come walking in. Uh-huh. Yeah. And when I didn't, what happened? Then I didn't know what else to say, and I just thought of the Felicia Rashad story. So it doesn't sound so bad. It was very herky-jerky and a lot of ums and dead spaces. Okay. Well, it sounds like, it was, it sounds like you at least did the right things. Uh, Trevor in Texas, you're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, buddy. I just want to say that I thought it was fantastic. I was driving along a desolate New Mexico road, barely paying attention. Livery goes off, and I realized Ron is not in the room. This is going to be fantastic. I sit up straighter, turn my radio up. I'm telling you, boys, it was gold. Radio gold. Thank you for that. Mm. Oh, it's something. It sounded like you were fine until... You ran out of the plugs. And why wouldn't you have thrown it to a song or a bit or something we've done before? I should have I should have said that so um, it could be pulled up. But I wasn't able. I I couldn't work the computer in here. Yeah, you should have just brought it up. Were you, were you glad Chris left you alone? No, no, I wasn't glad about that. So you blame him. I don't blame I, I don't blame him as much as I don't as much as I blame Shelby. Shelby who who Shelby is the and, one I told to stretch and didn't do Shel- it? I, I will say this: Shelby has nothing to do with this. If you want, I can easily Facetime him and God find out. Damn it, Chris, hop on a Facetime. I like to do a three-way Facetime. You have a three-way Facetime. That actually sounds a little too gay. <laughs> yeah, Fez, I fucking went there. <laughs> I think I could do Google Hangout. You guys want to do a stupid. Google Hangout? Come on, hang out That's with Google. Stupid. You know what? I See, when I talk to Shelby, I also like to say at the same time. And Shelby, you can just speak into your mic, but I'll just look at you talking through your FaceTime. So it works out great for all of us. If I talk into the FaceTime and the mic at the same time, I'd like the radio explode. I kind of think that that's cool, though. It's like we're in a weird phone dimension right now. Hey, Shelby, it's not f- fucking ceiling time. 
let, let me get a little face work done there. By the way, there's Chris over there. He doesn't have a phone. No. And that fucking no, whippersnapper is fast. I do have a phone. It's not an Apple phone. A real phone, I mean. Dude, I can do Google Hangout right now. We can have a Google Hangout. Come on. On camera. Yeah, why don't, why don't I take a medallion cab to it? You fucking seriously. Google's the best. Really? Yeah, definitely. Sure, it doesn't have this FaceTime thing that you guys have, but... Everybody is FaceTiming these days. Look, Google Hangouts. Like, there's a video camera icon there. Um, here's Jason. You're on the Run of Fez show. Hey, Ron. Happy New Year. What's uh, up? I was going to tell Fez, I mean, it wasn't that bad. It was no standalone fruit. I thought he did a very good job without you being there. I think you should be proud of the moment. I am, too. The only thing is, I didn't know what happened, and Chris was yelling to me to come on, come on, and I came in, and you started crying when you saw me, Fez. Yeah. It was like if when you were lost at the mall, and then you see your mom, and you just see her, and like, that's you're just the first, really glad. This is the first time you start crying, and then you're like this, you tried to kill me, Mom, by leaving me here? Why do you go off looking at stuff <laughs> when you know that I'm, I'm trying to look at race cars? So, uh, to me, it sounds like... I thought it. I thought you had worse of a time than you did, only because you started crying when I came walking in. Well, I know it was bad because at one point I stopped talking, said how nervous I was, and stopped talking again. I do the impression so that I know what it sounds like. So uh, go to heliumcomedy.com. Really nervous here. Felicia Rashad says there's a conspiracy. But people never get tired of that fucking Bill Cosby story. No, it's never going to end. I mean, do you think that they should be like attacking the guy every? Pl- I mean, because he did this thing, you think it means he can't do stand up ever again? No, he, he can still do stand up, but I don't know. If people want people. There's large population that doesn't want him. People, no, but I'm trying to say they they stop. They try to stop him from doing stand up. Like, they're not trying to stop them from buying groceries. You know what I mean? Like, why is stand-up the thing that they're focusing on? Why can't they say, he did this awful thing, let's never let him buy gasoline again. Or let's make sure no pool supplies get to his house. Let's keep, you know what I mean? Let's throw fucking dead birds in his yard. Why is stand-up the thing that's on their mind so much? I think it would be worse if no one let you buy gasoline. Like, every time you're like, you go out to buy every they're like, rapist, rapist. <laughs> you know, and you're like, fuck, I'm just trying to get some gas. Follow him. Follow the rapist. Honestly, I thought in 2015 that we're going to let it drop. I thought, really, he got he was going to get hammered by the end of the year, then, you know, new... New page. Still, really. I mean, you know, I don't think everyone uses the cutoff as much as you do. Well, right now, it's all about the Apatow. Apatow will not lay off of him. He's a maniac. He's a mad dog. This is weird. Fez wanted to bring up this story, and then when we do talk about it, he has zero interest. What do you do? Just like to read the things? Yeah, I guess it's. I mean, what it would changes be, in my head? I guess. What What would be your dream thing? You read stuff, and then Chris and I start talking. Yeah, that would probably work. Well, let's see how it works. Show us how. Show us what we're supposed to do. 
Um, Seattle uh, comedian Dylan uh, Avila was attacked on stage by a man who was denied access from the open mic night. He had performed the week before and did an off-color act about introducing himself as Jesus and then performing with a Bible and a sex toy. So he laid in wait for the guy who wouldn't let him back on the open mic night and then attacked him with a baseball bat on stage. And then I guess it would happen from there. What would happen? Hold on, I gotta take this. Yeah. It's a little FaceTime. <sighs> I was taking a little while to connect, I guess, because we're 15 feet away. <laughs> Shall be? Yo, what's up? Hey. Just let you know Michael Che is in the lobby. Woo! Over and out. Uh, I would go and get him, but I'm afraid of what would happen. So what would you like us to say then about the guy getting hit with a bat? I, I'll say this. Man, no one should do that, you know? Just go work another club. <laughs> Don't hit the guy with a, with a bat. See, I thought more comics carried knives on them so he could have defended himself. He's not a comic. He's an open micer. Yeah. Fucking... To me, open micers is like if Yankee Stadium, if on Monday nights you could just go play right field if you bring enough friends. You know? I don't get it. Here, move some of that shit off there, would you? I would go down and get Michael Che. I'm just afraid about what would happen. Well, we could always go to break. We're not breaking anymore today. Every time we break, there's trouble. By the way, this is how crazy it was here. It was seriously like being at a fucking Eagles game down at that bathroom. That's how many guys were in the bathroom. It was fucking packed there. Packed. I said we get another bathroom on this floor. Because that fucking upstairs bathroom is probably wide open, right? Yeah, it's a ghost town in there. There's a fucking steam room and a shower. It's really nice. Fez, why are you upset? Did we not do a good enough job with it? No, I picked a stupid story. It would have to be a better story, more of a discussion thing. I pick one. So your dream is to read the stories to us, and then we talk about it, Peter Lorre style. You see yourself as the 2015 Peter Lorre. Um, that was an idea that came through my head. I don't know how good it was now. Well, go ahead. Let's do it. Let's keep trying it. Uh, Carrie, uh, Katy Perry is uh, rumor- Carrie Perry. Yeah. See, that's another thing that's problem with reading with us. I'm always going to be a dick about it. Look for the slightest thing. But I always did that in school too. He said Katy Perry. Was she hairy? I bet. Was she on a ferry? I hear she has bad skin. That's not where the fucking bit is going. Why don't you just walk out of the room and leave him sitting in the tub? No, I'm gonna, his old that, fucking nuts floating up in his armpits. I'm going to save those old nuts, and I'm going to save it all. The uh, news guy from Saturday Night Live is here. The one and only. Go get him, Chris, because they just leave him outside because our guys don't know how to move. Michael Che is here, and it's been a while since we've seen Michael Che. Uh, where is he performing? At Caroline's on Broadway tomorrow, uh, January 8th through Saturday, January 10th. The one and only Michael Che. What's up, dude? Good to see you again. 
<laughs> Stick around. What's so up, bro? We haven't seen you in a while. Yeah, it's been like, has it been over a year? No, it's been a less than a year, but right before everything started happening for you, one after another. Yeah, it got a, it was like a really strange run. Yeah. That's weird. It was like, oh, something nice happened for Michael Che, and we're all like, yay, that's great. And <laughs> like, something even better happened for Michael Che, and you're like, that's starting to get to be a little too much, isn't it? Yeah, I think the internet thought the same thing. Oh, <laughs> you. you <laughs> it was like, oh no, Michael Che's blowing it. No, you I'm know, I, Colin uh, Quinn was in earlier today. And I don't know what it is. You and him have this. It's, you both will, will fire up the internet at a moment's notice. Well, because I think it, it might be a similar thing. I don't know. I, I can't speak for him. But for me, it's it's not a real place. <laughs> so it's like, I don't know why anybody would take it seriously. You yeah. know, like if you say something terrible to me, it's not a real thing. Like when things happen on the internet. Right. And I was like, oh, man, I'm just going to be uh, people with torches outside my house. And I walk outside and no one. Nothing. No changes. one even looks at me. Yeah, yeah. so it's like it's not. It, do, it doesn't exist. It's just a fun little thing. Well, I really wish people knew that I was playing. Well, that, that, <laughs> not seriously. You know, that's why I, I always bring up Colin because his make no sense. Yeah, and he'll just try to have you know this thing, and then people write in and get angry. They'll freak out. They about get it. upset. They think yeah. like he's he's losing it, and you're like, no man, he's, a- <laughs> he's just fucking around. <laughs> It's amazing what people take seriously on the internet. So the internet doesn't bother you at all. It doesn't. Oh man, it's it entertains me. Yeah, it's the it's so funny. It's like wrestling. It's like see, I, I was talking to Bobby Kelly, and if he reads something mad, mean about himself on the internet, if someone tweets something mean, he'll go lay down for an hour and feel bad. No, really? Yeah, he says he just can't handle. You know, it hurts know. his feelings. Well, I guess it's you know you don't. Like as a stand-up, when you're on stage, you see everybody not laughing. You don't even it, right. Laughter becomes white noise after a while because you feel like you're supposed to kill. You're supposed to do well, and then when it's not going well, that's what you see. So I could do a show and I'm I can be destroying. I could have a really good set, but if two people in the front row are staring at me as if I ate their child in front of them. I'm miserable. I'm like, what did I do wrong? Yeah, Yeah. like, where did this joke go wrong? Even though it's killing everywhere else. And some people have just drank more vodka than they're used to. And they're in a stupor. You know what I mean? Like, they're thinking to themselves, I hope I don't throw up. I'm not a drinker, and I had three drinks. Exactly. You don't know what's going on with those people. Uh, But you, being on SNL now, that really is the bug light for fucking lunatics that's going to bring in people from all over the place it's so different yeah it's exciting it's fun because it's you know people watch the show snl is like uh it's like the closest thing to a sports franchise it's monday night football yeah it's monday night football like there's nick fans who hate the knicks yeah <laughs> the way snl fans are like oh they need to bring back chevy I'm like dude that's not happening man it's because they grew up with it you know yeah. so it's it's more important to them than any other show but yeah which there is great are, there's a certain percent of not just people but even the media who has been bitching about snl since 1980 yeah and i always say to people they're like i don't watch your shit i'm like what else is on tv it's saturday night at 11.30, you're going to get stars and music. and get, You know what I mean? Like, 
even at a, a, a bad night, yeah. you get more than what you would have. Well, it's 90 minutes of live sketch comedy yeah. that we wrote in a week. Yeah. This is not like we don't have the season written out. You know, we write it that week specifically for that host, and it's live. And any mistake, you'll see it. We we find out it's not funny at the same time you find out it's not funny, or we find out that it's great the same time you find out it's great. And it's super. It's really tough to do. You if you brought that to an executive now to get a oh, pilot yeah. on that, they'd be like, "Are you out of your mind? That could never work." And we do it. So I think like the show doesn't get the credit it does because I don't think people realize how hard it is to produce. I wish people could see. I wish there was a way we could show like the week process of getting the show produced. It's amazing. Like from the writing to the acting to actual stage production. It's insane how fast that show is. Well, I, I talked about being over and saying that before and just watching the stage stuff come up. It's insane. As you're coming back from the break. And when you're in the room, you're like, they're not going to make it. You yeah. know what I mean? It's like broadcast news. Like they're not going to do it. Right. You know, so it's like really exciting. To be in that room is ridiculously exciting. It's It's kind of it's kind of intimidating when you first see it but when you're like in it when you're part of the machine it's it's kind of it's really exciting it's like nascar and i don't think people see that they just see it as "Ah, not perfect and you're like yeah man it's not supposed to be it can't be perfect there's no way if it was we would be making a lot more money but you know just the fact that it's (laughs) that you know there's certain things that will stick to the calendar and like you can look back at like Dana Carvey Mm -hmm. and Dennis Miller and go oh yeah that's 1987 you know what I mean like that looks feels right that's what people were feeling like and you can't even do that with like cheers right you know absolutely i mean it's it's also uh, most it's like you have to be able to replenish that that cupboard that's what makes me that blows my mind like any show that loses belushi and Aykroyd and, and murray and all those guys and still has another season and then has to lose dana carvey and mike myers and then still be able to find more talent and will ferrell and then and now jay farrell or guys like that like it's to be able to lose those top stars or you know and still have a show is pretty exciting in itself. Yeah, it's just, to me, it always is. It's just what it is. Just look on, because that's a reflection. Yeah. It's a reflection of what's happening right now. So, what we're trying to tell you people is to laugh, have fun. It's a great show. It comes on at 11.30. So, you having fun, though, doing it? I'm having a pressure there for you. Of course, it's tons of pressure, but it's also like, uh, it's exciting. I mean, like, as a comedian, there's no bigger... There's no bigger nut than a good SNL laugh, you know? It's live comedy, you know? It's like what what you love doing. Uh, And then how has this changed, like, when you go out? Do people look at you differently when you go into the clubs now? Yeah, but, you know, it doesn't matter. Because it's like... As a, we're we're insane people, <laughs> you know that. You're, yeah. you're, you're, you, I, this show is super popular. Like people, you know how it is when there's fans. That there's nothing you can do, you can't do any wrong to them. Right. But you know a good show when you hear one. Yeah. And it, it's the same. It's like it, it doesn't really matter what everybody says. It's when you're happy with the act because we're insane. We we have to be good with it. But this, you know, today, it just goes to show you, when you think about comedy, when you think about satire, what's happening in France, yeah, right, where these guys... I just heard about this, actually. Yeah, these guys went in to 
Uh, and what's the name of the magazine? Uh, Charlie Hebdo. So it would be like them going into the Onion, being mm-hmm. so mad at the Onion that they would just start shooting everybody because of political cartoons. Right. You know? And, I mean, we bitch about Twitter in this country and people getting upset. But can you imagine the people that would take it this serious? It's scary. Yeah. But it's also something that kind of puts things in perspective like you just said like right. you, you bitch about twitter and now oh, these guys don't like i'm trending topic or whatever but like yeah. it, it's still comedy i think it, it, that's kind of a beautiful thing about this country is that it, it never gets that far thank god you know yeah, hopefully, hopefully hopefully it never gets that far but i can't imagine any joke that could get me this freaked out. It was probably really funny. Yeah. Well, what was it? It was a cartoon, like it was a, a political car- cartoon. It was a cartoon with Muhammad that featured yeah. Muhammad on it. Oh, yeah. Now, here's the thing. If you go and hit their... Which twi- Muhammad? No, I'm kidding. Yeah, exactly. If they, somebody, <laughs> seriously, if someone said something about Muhammad Ali, I would freak out and be on their side. If Muhammad Ali came in here now and told me to start shooting the room, I'd do it. <laughs> That's the Muhammad Ali. For. But like, look at even what their like their Twitter. What do you call it? Thing is, Chris, the little orange thing in the corner. That's the Virgin Mary shooting Jesus out of her vagina, right? Right. And it's called Petite Jesus. Now I'm wearing I'm wearing a Virgin Mary around my neck right now, and I can honestly tell you that that doesn't upset me. It doesn't. It's weird that it would upset any... I don't know why people get upset with jokes in the first place. I mean, I guess there's some jokes that are poking fun at something that people find dear to their hearts, but who cares? Why give them that much attention? It is... It's stunning. It's It's kind of funny. I mean, the Jesus... Well... I, I mean, know. he looks so happy. I didn't think and it Ma- doesn't even look like the real Jesus or Mary. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I think Mary was that buck-toothed. She, no. <laughs> no. I, I, would, I would imagine Mary's hot. Like, if God's oh, going to yeah. get a lady pregnant, she better be a winner. <laughs> yeah, but see, here's the <laughs> thing. <laughs> it's like, yeah. It's inbred. She's, Mary was always hot in a kind of girl-next-door way. And always a little too young. Uh, what was the little girl in Beautiful Girls that uh, became an Oscar winner? In the movie Beautiful Girls, oh, it was. Um, then she went on to be Star the, Wars. Monique. Yeah. Then her name was Star Wars. Chris just gave me her name. Her name was Star Wars. All right. So when you saw Star Wars, <laughs> why can't I remember her name? <laughs> Jesus Christ! I thought I thought you had her name. I thought it was Star Wars. No, it's not Star Wars. She ended yeah. up in Star Wars. I don't think it's Star Wars. What I can't remember. I was it Empire Strikes Back? Was that no, her name? Em- no, it wasn't Empire Strikes Google Back. Google Star Wars images and see if she comes. It's Natalie Portman, That's of course. It. Now here's the thing: she, Mary was beautiful, like Natalie Portman was beautiful at that age. Like, oh yeah, she's gorgeous, but don't touch her. You yeah, know you what I mean? Yeah, that was kind of weird. Yeah, it's a weird story that people were okay with. Uh, that story? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, she was pretty young. She was really young. She was like a teenage girl. But she was also like already married to like a dude. I kind of feel like she got married after the fact because he didn't have sex with her. He was oh. like a nice man. Joseph was like a nice man who came along and said, look, I see that you're pregnant from the Lord. Let me make an honest woman out of you. Give you the last name of Nazareth. And... You know, don't worry, I'll keep an eye on it. I mean, when you really think about it, Joseph was like a really stand-up fucking guy. Joseph had to be talked into it, according to the Bible. See, that's kind of mean to say that, Fez. I mean, let's just give him credit for doing it. 
Who talked him into it? Uh, an angel went and talked to Joseph and said, do the right thing. I mean, I, maybe he just told him that. You're acting like Joseph put up a, a hassle and said, no, I don't want to. I'm young. I got things I'm doing. I, you know, I, I really wish angels were around still. Me too. Just come and tell you what to do. Just tell you the right thing to do. Or just maybe come along. I wish they would come after you did something bad. Yeah. And say, look, it's not so bad. We're going to fix it. Would you believe it, though? Like if an angel came down right now and was like, listen, I'm an angel. Not like, I'm not talking like Travolta. I'm saying like a real angel. Like, you know it's an angel. Would you be like, oh, you know what? Like, how do you tell that story? You must immediately think that you're insane, right? That would be Absolutely. the first thing that popped yeah. in your head is I'm having an aneurysm yeah. of some kind. This is it. Yeah. So, no. Initially, I would try to find every scientific excuse or psychological excuse for why this was happening this right but i've seen enough movies mm -hmm. that i know that you get a little time with an angel like it doesn't seem like even in a movie if anyone believes an angel right off the bat well like i was watching the movie big yeah and uh tom hanks like convinced his friend remember that he was yeah. that he was his friend but it, it didn't take that long but he did it through that little song that only the two of them yeah. would know yeah, but I, I, even I knew that song. Yeah. It's not. <laughs> okay. So maybe he was a child molester. <laughs> yeah, he was easily. But that also that kid, what kind of esteem did that kid have to think that, well, this old guy's going to want to fuck me? Yeah. Immediately. Like, maybe the guy just wanted to rob him. Why? Maybe yeah, I didn't feel that fuckable as a child, if I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't either. Like, if, yeah. if a guy, like, wanted to fuck me as a kid, I'd be like, really? Yeah. You could do way better. I'll tell you, I used to even hitchhike when I was a little kid, and I didn't ever even have a problem. Never? Now, now looking back on it, that's scary. It, it doesn't make me feel good. You know what I mean? I wish somebody would have tried something. Yeah. I, yeah no one's ever tried anything with me either. Mm. No one's ever put Chris, their hand on my you? knee. Not that I can remember, but maybe I blocked something out. And Fez, with you, is your dad and two uncles? <laughs> Same time? <laughs> they many? called it a family reunion. Is that what they said? A Pinellas Park family reunion? Did <laughs> yeah. anybody try anything when you were a kid? No, we had one in the family, but it was just with the girls. Mm, sure, he was a regular guy, you know? Yeah. It's you normal. Were, yeah, yeah, it's normal at that point. I can't be a part of this anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're a, wait, here's the thing. <laughs> now, here, here's the weird thing. No one would take this serious, but if you were on Twitter, people would be angry. Well, because you hear our voice and you yeah. were laughing, and it, yeah. when you put something, when you write something, it, it belongs to them. That's what I learned yeah. from Twitter. When you write something, it belongs to the reader. They're going to read it the way they want to read it. They, you, you have lost all control of it, you know. So when I say something, I'm in control because I, you know you hear the, my voice, and yeah. it's, it's different. It's different hearing it. Here's what I, I can learned. say: the worst thing in the world. In radio, you know that it's rapping up when someone does the last line to make Fez feel bad about being gay. So you just think, you take it right up to that place and where you said, oh yeah, no, that other guy was normal and Fez had to feel bad for a second. Then we go, okay, it's over. We pushed it as far as it could go. It's it's cool. I yeah, I I don't know. I sh I wouldn't tweet that. Now, do you ever have you ever been like in trouble? The, the tweeting I don't do, we do it as a show, but I myself don't take pictures of spaghetti and say, look what I'm eating right now. I just don't, yeah. I don't bother with it. Yeah, boy. Simpler time. Well, you, yeah, that's what it was. It was like I came up in radio where at the end of the show, if you were done and you would talk to the people tomorrow, you wouldn't just keep talking to them. No. Yeah, it's, it's, it's addictive. <laughs> it's 24 hours a day now. Yeah, but yeah, I don't know. I, I might delete it. 
Yeah, you ought to think about it, dude, because I, I think it'd be better for you. I might just delete it. Well, I got I got to promote these shows, and after these shows, and after yeah. these shows, maybe I'll just delete it. Smart. Why not? Didn't somebody say Louis did, or Louis just takes like yeah, Louis told me he off? did. Yeah, he deleted his. He had like four million followers. He's just, just, it's just not worth it. How was it? Four million. I'd stay. I want to be honest with you. Four million. I'm only going to be there. I mean, like four million people need something from me. But you were saying you were got into a Cosby thing. Oh yeah. Yeah. What? What do you mean? What on Twitter? On Twitter, yeah. I I have a Cosby joke that people don't like. What's up? Well, (laughs) it's pretty bad. Well, the joke is basically that. I feel like it's convenient. Like I'm, I'm okay with Cosby outrage because uh-huh. it's convenient outrage. Like if you want to, if you want to cancel the Cosby Show, I'm fine with that because I've seen all of the Cosby shows. Right. So that's super <laughs> convenient. That's a convenient punishment. But if it, if it wasn't Cosby, if it was somebody for, from something that I'm not finished with, like Game of Thrones, <laughs> like if, like if, like if Peter Dinklage <laughs> raped a bunch of girls. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I, I thought the weird thing about it is they want to stop Cosby from doing stand-up. But that seems like it's all... Like I said, no one is trying to stop him from getting gas. You would think, like, why did they just pick stand-up as the one thing they want to stop? Because they want to hurt him the way he's hurt people. Yeah. That's what they want. That's the thing. It's a weird thing. Like when... I mean, and I... You know, I get, Cosby's, wait a minute. First of all, I'm not in the Cosby category. <laughs> like that's not. But I mean, it, you know, Cosby's an interesting thing because this is something that a lot of people knew about uh-huh. and kind of ignored for a while, and now it's in the public eye, and they made it. You know, now now it's uh, well. Let's take it all off. Let's take it every. Let's get rid of everything that he's ever yeah. done. Well, you know, which let's, is kind of weird. Let, let's just scrape it clean. Yeah. Um. But I also said this, and you can't ever take it away from him. I don't know if there's ever been a more impactful comedian. I don't think anyone will ever understand what it meant just to have Cosby on TV in the 1960s. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, I will tell you this. I have uh, a pretty racist uncle who used to laugh his ass off at Cosby stand-up. And I'm not talking about... You know, the 1980s when he had his show and it was nice. I'm talking about young Bill Cosby going out there railing. And my uncle would laugh at what that means. Like, we don't even have anything to compare that to today. No, absolutely not. Well, we're spoiled now. Everything is. You don't even have. You could find the kind of news you want. You know, you can watch. You can watch news that's just like you and everything coming from your specific tailor-made viewpoint so we're we don't understand what it's like to have no black people on tv and have one guy that actually makes white people say well they're just like us really literally people i mean as dumb as that sounds it's true that and this is not ancient history no (laughs) no this is like there was a super bowl going on right (laughs) Right. that's how new it is but for somebody to say to have that thought, like now you could almost play that down because you could go, well, of course, but, but you have to remember at that time for somebody to just see the humor over everything else without him bringing it up, right? Like he never said, I'm just like you or we don't need right. to fear each other. 
you have to say that that was probably right there with Martin Luther King in terms of importance. Well, humor you know? humor is absolutely the first. I think humor and music is like one of the first things that kind of co- connects people. Right. You know, like when you can laugh. Like, I mean, Archie Bunker, you know, the character Archie Bunker uh, was Carol O'Connor. Yeah. He, you know, that you didn't have to be a racist to get it. Yeah. You know, it's just like everyone knows that guy. <laughs> yeah. And you, we all laugh even though it's wrong. Mm-hmm. And I wish that kind of mentality was still in comedy a little bit with comedy fans where you don't have to agree with things right. to think it's funny. It's just see the humor in this happening and know that this is a real thing. You know, I'm not trying to convert you i'm just telling you why it looks funny yeah. you know and that's that's all comedy is we're just telling you this looks funny doesn't this look funny you don't have to say well it's right or wrong this, doesn't this look funny that's all we're telling you i don't know why it has to be you no know, i'm against it as a feminist blah 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 you know like why can't it just be that it looks funny that's yeah. it you look funny it's okay so this is the thing how can you be that guy who carried this shining light, right? And then still be this awful... I mean, when you hear this stuff, it's not even like That's regular. That's what's so baffling. Shit. Yeah, it's like... And it's like not twice. Yeah. And it's not like, oh, he couldn't keep his hands off women or, you know, uh, something. I mean, it's the weirdness of where this goes. Again, is like, you're like, I didn't even know that would be a turn on. And we're all yeah, right. on the fucking internet looking at freaky shit all yeah. the time. Oh, boy. You know? And then you're like, wait, some people just like them to be drugged? That... It's crazy. Yeah, it's it's, it's literally insane. insane. And, like, a lot. Like, that's, like, his move. Yeah. Apparently. That's the only way he digs it. That, sucks, that couldn't man. be it. That fucking sucks. Yeah. What a shitty guy. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I feel like you had to like, co- seduce them genuinely. It couldn't. It didn't seem like he paid like a hooker. And no, then no, no, act- no, 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 no. It, it, it couldn't happen that way. Yeah. How do you it's find genuine. out you like that? But the, what do you I, do with I, that? I, I got it. I think I got it. I think it, he's a little kid, right? Okay. And he's in fucking uh, North Philadelphia. And he's being babysat by somebody who's drunk and passed out. And he got to go over and pull her skirt up or play with her tits. Because shit that happens to you when you're little, uh-huh. you know, you fucking hold on to. for That's the thing that turns you on. So I think he had like a drunk aunt or a drunk babysitter. And when she passed out, he got to go over and feel her up or look up her skirt. Really? Boom, lock it down. That's, a, that's very that's interesting. It. I think that's it. Or maybe something happened to him that makes him lash out that way. Like maybe he was touched by a sleeping woman. Oh, yeah, I could. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying. I'm yeah. trying. <laughs> maybe a sleeping woman. No, have you ever met Phil? <laughs> have you ever met him? No, I never met him. I never met him. He came in here one time. He's He was pretty intimidating. He was pretty, well, yeah, he's Cosby. Yeah. Like you said, like he's he might be one of the ten. Like if him and Obama and Kim Jong Un and Prince, if the biggest people in the world right. were at a table, a lot of them would be like, "Holy shit, that's Bill Cosby." <laughs> you know? Yeah, he's like that kind of famous. See, here's the weird thing about fucking that up: is people forget. Everyone used to love OJ, and you would never ever have talked about running backs 
without OJ being in the mix. When's the last time you were watching the NFL and they would flip back and show you OJ, OJ in yeah. college? I mean, he was unbelievable, Fez. You're a Notre Dame fan. He destroyed Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. He was unbelievable. He a went to a terrible Buffalo team and ran from 2,000 yards when people used to run for 800 yards, and now that's gone. And you're wondering, will there be a time where people don't know who Cosby? But even OJ was like, like he only killed like one white lady. Yeah. Like if he killed 26, and that was how he also came, yeah. <laughs> a lot worse. <laughs> like if that's how OJ got off, he had to cut your head off and. <laughs> Beat his dick, but I'm saying if <laughs> I don't think Cosby, I don't know. Like I really, I don't know. It's a, it's very strange feeling. I think a lot of people don't talk about is that we all loved Cosby, yeah. And he's, it's kind of like finding out a family member did something terrible where you instinctively want to defend him, but you can't defend it. You know, if it, you know, if it's true, there's still allegations, I guess. But I mean, 26. Even if he's, or even half of them are wrong? Yeah. Fuck. Uh, Well, I had heard a story years ago that doesn't even tie in with this that was told to my daughter at a party. That was the weirdest fucking thing I'd ever heard. And a totally mean Bill Cosby thing. And I used to say on the air, I'm going to tell this story after Cosby dies. You know what I mean? Well, because, you can tell it now. You know, <laughs> he was so beloved. It's not my story to tell. I'm going to do the show with her on Friday if she wants to tell it. But I will tell you, I was, I was weirded out. Yeah. Weirded out by it. it. Sucks, man. It really sucks. And it's, it's a really... If it's if it's if it's as true as they say, it's it really sucks for the people that you know. I mean, fuck, man, drugged. Who wants to be drugged? Roof like slipped the Mickey, basically. Fuck. And the, here's the weirdest thing about the uh, about Bill is while he's doing on that. He's still yelling at other people by the way they're behaving. Yeah. You know, he's not, not like he's even giving people breaks. Like, hey, sometimes we get a little crazy, don't we? You know what I mean? Like, at least. <laughs> yeah, you, you know, would think he'd be pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, act like you Hefner. <laughs> like, hey, let's just fucking party. You know, but he was like yelling at people almost every day, telling people they were fucking up. He's on a crusade. Why, why he's doing this shit. Yeah. And he was pretty old. Like, wasn't it like 10 years ago? Yeah. Well, he'd be doing it now, probably, if fucking shit hadn't come up. It's, I mean, wow. Caroline's uh, this week. You'll never give up. <laughs> we'll get we'll get more into it. Yeah, yeah, we'll get into it deeper. <laughs> uh, but stand-ups, still. Stand-up, always. Stand-ups, always paramount. All, everything else is, is, uh, is great, and I feel lucky to be able to do other things, but... It always comes down to stand-up. There's nothing like being on stage with a microphone and talking to people. And I'm going to say some horrible things. Right. And uh, you guys, some people are going to like it, some people are going to leave. But, you know, that's that's exciting. That To me, that's the most fun. But it's got to be weird for you to be on SNL and know. You know what I mean? That to be, when you're standing there at the end of the night, yeah. and you're waving, oh, yeah. and you're, you're like, okay, where Moynihan is standing is where Gilda Radner used to stand. Right. And you look over and like, 
There's Pete Davidson, but that's where Eddie Murphy used to stand. Yeah, that's it's, it's crazy. It's Yankee Stadium. It's Yankee Stadium. That's the it's, right word. Yeah, for it. it's Yankee Stadium. It's like everybody's there. Everybody's been through there. It's exciting. And even if you like weren't in the cast, you were hosting. You know, right. everybody who's anybody was was there. And you know, it's who's cool. the funniest person who's never hosted Saturday Night Live? You think who's Chappelle? The, Chappelle. Jesus. Chappelle, I would love to see Chappelle host. I think that would be amazing. I had no idea that he didn't. No, like, until you brought it up, yeah, that would be the dawn on me. That would be amazing if Chappelle could host. Has he ever even shown up or just, like, popped up on his... I, not since I've been there. I haven't seen him there. But that would be... I would love that. How about how Chappelle just come back this year and played Radio City? <laughs> what was it, like, eight? Eight. It was eight yeah. or nine. Eight or... Yeah. yeah man. And you like... He's the king right now. It's amazing. Yeah, man. Louis in at the garden today. Yeah. Right? Today? Or something like that? Yes, yeah. tonight. Last night? Yeah. It's tonight. Oh, tonight? Yeah. It's, it's just an insane time for comedy where you got like Kevin Hart and you got Louis and Rock is like hotter than ever right yeah. now, you know, with the movie and it's, it's, it's really kind of exciting. I mean, but still, it's, the, the cool thing is that the comedians that are the biggest, the Louis, the Rocks, the Chappelle's are the guys with, Integrity. Well, none of it is go. They're not the kind of guys that is like going to their head. Like, right. When you saw like Martin Lawrence got that big, you're like, uh oh, this is wobbling a little bit, you know? Because you can see like he's like bigger than life, but yeah. the pressure, you can see the pressure on him. But it's also like thirty year guys. Yeah. Martin, when Martin was big, yeah. he was like twenty five or right. something like that. You know, he was a younger guy or whatever. I don't. I think he was under thirty, and right. he just you, they just gave him everything. But you know, it, it, it probably got to him in that way but Chappelle these guys are veterans there's nothing you, you can't shake them yeah you can't shake them and that you know and for younger comics like me it's it's exciting to see where if you write if you keep going and in 20 years or so you can still have that solid fan base and that solid foundation where you could still tour and still work and still be hot again you know right super inspiring yeah, there is no limit to it. You know what I mean? Right. There is no age limit. It's one of the few things where people don't go, well, he's too old to be up there. You know, like. Absolutely. You know, you're just like, oh, yeah. I see. He's going to do the old dude angle. That's it, fucking great. Right. You know? I can never be Hulk Hogan. <laughs> yeah. Where it's just like, oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> I saw a tweet where like, Hulk Hogan was like going back in the gym to go to wrestling. I'm like, and I love wrestling, but you're like, yeah. come on, Hulk. Yo, you know, like you're already Hulk. You've been Hulk. Yeah. You can't be Hulk again. Who's coming back? next because who's who's going to be at wrestlemania that's like a comeback person uh the big comeback will be cm punk this, i really this hope year. so you think that's the case i i think this whole ufc thing is a complete work for him see, to show up at wrestlemania i, I said I, the same thing i think even before that you're going to see sting back that's uh stings back yeah but i mean in doing the full thing right? oh yeah, yeah. oh yeah, yeah he did that one, run in yeah that was, and then we never gonna, saw him again i think you're going to see him against triple h that's why i laid it up there on the net because uh i don't think you're going to be able to do one of these things with have having a classic thing because my nephew is like 10 mm -hmm. and he's following wrestling today as the same time he's going through that shit 
and watching 1980s and 1990s wrestling. Like he's Great. getting the full. I can't imagine how that must feel. It would be yeah. like me being a little kid watching baseball as I'm watching the Negro League yeah. and trying to figure out those guys. Yeah, it's crazy how much information they're expected. Well, to be a wrestling fan, and it's it's insane how much information is out there for them to get. Right. Like when I was a kid, if you missed wrestling, you missed wrestling. That was it. Yeah. Now it's like they have a network where you can watch every match that's ever happened for ten bucks. It's well, insane. When I was a kid. You would watch wrestling, but not know who the guys in Minnesota or Texas exactly, were. Exactly, right, could sometimes right. catch them, and it was like a whole other league, and you're like, who are those dudes? Yeah, I remember my brother was explaining, because <laughs> yeah. he lived down south, he was telling me who Jerry Lawler was. And I was right. like, what is the Jerry Lawler? Like, <laughs> I knew was, I was you know, New York guy. There was one time when Jerry Lawler was like so giant in Tennessee and then not known outside of it. Like, he could sell out a 15,000 uh, uh, arena in, like, Memphis. And couldn't get arrested in New York. Yeah, just couldn't, like, no one would even take his calls or know who he was. And that's all Vince's dad changed that when he started to put the whole thing together. Yeah, that, it, it is kind of, the, the world's gotten so much smaller as right. far as with media and marketing. It's, you know, there's no secrets anymore. Because who was your wrestling? I had Florida Championship Wrestling out of Tampa, and that was Dusty Rhodes, oh. Eddie Graham, Gordon Soley. Eddie Graham is a guy I've heard a lot about, but I don't really, I don't, I've never seen. Well, I only Gordon s- was a great voice, though. I, lo- I yeah. love Gordon. The, the WWF at the time, I only saw that in magazines. And I know, like, in Florida, they had one bad guy manager at a time, and I didn't know how the WWF had Freddie Blassie, Lou Albano, and the Grand Wizard I, all operating together. Fuji. I, I think... Uh, <laughs> Mr. Fuji. The, the, yeah, Mr. Yeah. Fuji was great with Professor Tora Tanaka. But they would only do Philly, like, Boston, mm-hmm. I think New York, and, like, Pittsburgh, right? That was yeah, them? Yeah, maybe Toronto. But that was that. Yeah, they did. Toronto, I didn't even know. They wouldn't. Yeah, they definitely weren't going as far west as Chicago because that was the AWA and that was Vern's territory. Vern Gagne. Vern Gagne. <laughs> Another guy. The most unwrestling-looking wrestler ever. And yet, I've never saw. I never. Saw I've never him. seen yeah, him either. Yeah. I've always heard that name. Yeah, I've that name him. has been around forever. And Von Erichs is that's Texas. That's Texas. That, right? Yeah, that was they, Dallas, which was actually separate from the Houston territory. Well, who was in Houston? Houston. Houston was Paul Bosch. And I think that was also, I'm trying to, th- I, Cowboy Bill Watts. Was Ivan Putski there? Ivan Putski was in Dallas with the Von Eriks. Because that's the shit that I would sometimes yeah. get in Philly. What was the Polish Hammer? The yeah. Polish, is it Hammer? Yeah, the Polish Hammer. I, I thought he was a strong man, the Polish strong man. And for a while, he would just like speak in like gibberish, like Polish gibberish. And then later, he had a Texas accent. I'm like, when did he? How did he? <laughs> I always love when like wrestling, like, the, the you, you could tell a lot about the wrestling fan base because watching old wrestling now the bad guys were kind of sensible yeah <laughs> like the like Nikolai Volkov would be like now nah, I just want to say my national anthem yeah. like fuck you yeah. <laughs> like, come on man it's my country they just hated him immediately just because yeah. he had his country pride yeah. he just, he, all you had to do was walk in with a different flag and they yeah. would yell it boo we hate you like come on man <laughs> 
who? Yeah, because you know the world was black and white enough that you're like, who's the good guy? Who's the bad guy? But what was it like? Stone Cold did kind of change. He blurred yeah, the line. He kind of muddied the water. I mean, you had Stone Cold beat up Vince McMahon, mm-hmm. and any other time before that, if the big wrestler beat up the little announcer guy at the time. He would have been the heel, not right. the hero. Right. So does that mean that wrestling changed yeah. or the country changed? Like if Piper beat yeah. up Jack Tunney. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> People would hate Piper, but the, the, not cheer him. But does that have something to do with us? Like the American persona changed so much? Well, I think that, the power structure changed. Like we realized that it wasn't. You know, it's not the guy with the muscles that's the bad guy. It's right. the guy that controls everything. You know, the, yeah, the right. powerful man. You know. And I think it goes back to like when Letterman would start calling the NBC guys weasels, and all of a sudden, bosses weren't providers. They were bad guys trying to the hold bo- you down. The bosses were always bad guys. So like, if you watch I Love Lucy, oh, yeah. the boss was the bad guy. There was, uh, I think what happened more is that we thought it was funnier to see like little guys get stomped and shit like that. Like when they started to have adults beat up midgets, I'm like, I don't know what is going on. Oh, yeah, midget wrestling Sky Low was a big Low deal, man. Just got fucking. <laughs> the Haiti kid? Remember that? <laughs> yeah, the Haiti kid was great. <laughs> Remember the Haiti kid? Oh, yeah. that was great. <laughs> Oh man, old school wrestling. I used to like uh, the, when the microphone would come. I wish they did that. that more. Yeah, the Same. microphone would come down. And that's Connor. I love that. Well, you know, Fez and I, when we were doing radio in Florida, we got to do some of the wrestling things, and we did a flag versus flag match where uh, we went out with the American flag with Hacksaw Jim Duggan. And Fez, you had the Canadian flag. I yeah, with the Canadian strongman. Yeah. So like we did this whole thing, and we were on the air that week. And I was just like, you know, we were talking about something. I go, you know, Fez, that's the thing about you. You're just. It's all about Canada. With you, right? <laughs> we started doing the thing. Like, we My started, family is French Canadian. Yeah, so we did it all week, right? So Fez goes out, and they're going crazy booing him. I go out with Hacksaw, and we have flags. Yeah, Canada's not even that far. Uh, yeah. <laughs> just boom, yeah. boom, Canada. <laughs> it's in the Bronx. When I have never, and I'm like, I brought the, I brought the who out on stage before, right? So I know the pop of running out with Hacksaw Jim Duggan. I felt like for a second I might pass out. It was just <laughs> the excitement of my adrenaline was through the roof, right? This was the best thing ever happened. So we get in there and we all have our flags. And there's 18,000 people and they're fucking chanting at Fez USA while he has his flag. And then he uh, had to put his hands over his ears. <laughs> like it was destroyed. And I fucking looked over at Fez and I'm like, holy shit. That's like you're you've entered the TV now. <laughs> right. You're like a little kid. It was so weird. It was one of, but like I'm you, like giddy listening. Yeah, this is crazy. There was no like no training. No one told him to do it. He no. immediately went into business <laughs> training it, and he stomped it around the room. And they're just getting louder yeah. and louder. Yeah, yeah. that's fantastic. Well, did they do something to your flag too? Did your flag get thrown away? There's always a, yeah. Hacksaw Duggan got my yeah. French Canadian flag. Yeah. I guess the flag of Montreal or yeah. whatever, and Stomped it and broke the flag stick over his knee. Why was your guy so bad? Why? Why? Because he was. 
French Canadian? Only because he was French Canadian. It was Dino Bravo who they Dino always Dino Bravo. Yeah. Wow. Who they always accused of cheating in feats of strength competitions yeah, on wrestling. Broke, remember he broke the uh, bench press record? It was like <laughs> 700 pounds or something like that. It was like like Royal Rumble or something like that. It was like Jesse Ventura and they and they like cheated. Yeah, it was Jesse great. helped yeah, him with he helped the ball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And people never forgave that. Really? Yeah. yeah, he went on to be governor. <laughs> so it was, it, it, somebody forgave him. Tino Bravo, that's hilarious. Well, he still he still generates that heat. Who? Dino Bravo. And he's, he's still dead. booing. Oh, is he? Is he dead? Yeah. Yeah, he was a the one who got those, shot up in his living room. Oh wow! A lot of those guys die early. He's I don't know what it is about wrestling. Smuggling well, cigarettes. a friend of ours, ECW Zombie. If we're, if we're to believe the news, the guy who contacted me every day, they say he died today at thirty eight, and I, I have no idea whether it's true or not. I'm hoping not. Thirty eight. Wow. Yeah. It's it, something brutal happens in wrestling. Yeah, it's like like the nineteen twenties. Did you guys ever watch the movie The Wrestler? Yeah. Mickey yeah. Rourke? Yeah. No, I never saw it. How did you not <laughs> see this? Because you would love it. This is like uh, right out of your own heart. Your stented up old heart <laughs> that keeps exploding. He he was great in it. And it was almost if like beefcake. If like Brutus beefcake. Okay. It, it, like, you know, he was like the beefcake of his time. That kind of really, character. really, good, yeah. It's like Rocky, yeah. but less Hollywood. Yeah, it was like Rocky if Rocky really yeah, if it was real. ended up just like a regular guy in Philly yeah. who did something if, once. <laughs> if the fight wasn't close. <laughs> yeah. Apollo really kicked his ass. <laughs> That's why I think the first Rocky is like amazingly yeah. great and everyone after that is like fucking bullshit science fiction. Well, I, there's only one Rocky and that's Rocky Five. <laughs> Rocky Five. <laughs> to, to me. <laughs> Tommy Gunn. Yeah. Sue me for what? That's my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> Everything before that is just ugh. I love I love Rocky uh uh 3 with Thunderlips. Oh Hulk yeah, Hogan, yeah. Mr. T. That actually put Hogan over, right? Yeah. He wasn't big before that. No, that was that was the that was the moment. Really? Yeah. See, I don't, I, that's before my time. Like I saw all of that stuff hindsight, but is that then, the case? Yeah, and then those guys that he hooked up with Mr. T. Yep. Mr. T got in the ring with him was right. it the first WrestleMania? First Second WrestleMania. Or? Was it the first one? Yeah, the first one was Hogan and T against uh, Piper and Orndorff. Oh, that's right. And the second match. one was Bundy, right? Yeah, Wrestle no, yeah, WrestleMania two was Bundy. Mm-hmm. You uh, in the cage. The, the, I remember being a little kid seeing the first time Andre the Giant came in the Philly, and it fucking was the most frightening thing I ever saw in my life. It was like it was, like how could this even be real? Really? Yeah, he just came in just throwing guys out of the ring. And I was like a little kid, and I'm like, nothing can stop this. This this yeah. must have what it felt like to be like Polish when the Nazi tanks were rolling in <laughs> and going past your house. He's like, we're doomed. That's it. There's nothing we can do. We had the a first, good run. The first time I saw him, he was in a six-man tag team match, so it was him and a tag team. Yeah. And he carried the two other guys in on his shoulders into the arena. He used to do that with chicks. He was a good actor in that one movie. Princess Bride? Yeah. Do you think he had like a regular size dick? We, Fez and I have seen him naked before. You have? Uh, yeah, backstage at one of those things. He was playing cards. Just refused to wear clothes. But I wouldn't look over at his dick. But he also had like big growths all over him. 
Like these oh. weird fucking skin things that were really? like, yeah, big as golf balls. Like yeah, just them? huge skin tags. Is that what they were? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Even though, like, he had his shirt off all the time, I never noticed that. Well, a lot of it was on his legs and stuff, his thighs. Go for, uh, see if you can do skin tags for him. Actually, do skin tags for all the wrestlers and see what we can <laughs> See if there's a ranking. <laughs> uh, Michael Chain's oh, going to be performing at Caroline's oh, tomorrow, God. Thursday, uh, January 8th through Saturday, January 10th, carolines.com for tickets. And then, of course, Serenel Live returns next Saturday with uh, host Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart. That's, that's right. Great. No skin tags. Kevin Hart on top of the world, huh? Hey, he's really, really uh, crushing it right now. Yeah. It's kind of amazing to see how, like, you know, we watched it in, like, the past three years. He yeah. went from being, like, a, a big, respected comic to being larger in life, you know. Yeah, he really is. And and couldn't be a nicer guy. And very few guys make that movie transition as seamless as he has. You the know? cool thing is he's making like black movies, but they're not calling them black movies. Right, you throw Josh Gad in with them. And, uh, yeah. Take yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like a black movie if Josh Gad is in it. Well, you know, like, you know, like they'll, they'll, like the movie with Ice Cube is yeah. a black right along. It made yeah. like $200 million, $300 million, and no one considers it. They just consider it a comedy, which but, is all we want. Yeah, to right, not be exactly. considered, you know. Well, I know something crazy in the world happened when Ice Cube started to do like Chevy Chase van- vacation movies, right? Because yeah, I feel at- a little betrayed. That was yeah, to me Ice Cube was like one of the scariest fucking people ever. Yep. And now he's just like Kids keep him down back then. <laughs> <laughs> what do you keep on all the lyrics? It's all the God. Well, Ice T's a cop. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Like Fifteen years he's been a cop, but he still acts like Ice T. What a cop! Yeah, he made Cop Killer. Yeah. Well, he also about the same time of Cop Killer though. He did New Jack. That's New true. Jack City. That's true. But yeah, but at least he got to. He was like undercover as a drug dealer. cop. Yeah, yeah. he's, he's like a badass of, cop. Like he's he's a badass. Shit. He got Who in trouble. shot that smiley face in that thing? Even though it was in his house, he was just shooting a gun in the house. Yeah, he's crazy. Let me yeah. Judd Nelson had to train. To That's the, the last time I saw Judd Nelson. I don't know if I've seen him since. I think he was on a sitcom for a while. No way. I think Judd Nelson no. was on a sitcom. That's a bummer. <laughs> Judd Nelson was pretty badass, man. Like Judd Nelson could have a black girlfriend, I wouldn't even mind. <laughs> That's how cool he was. <laughs> Who would be the first guy to be on your nerves if he had a black girlfriend? The first guy, uh, Bill O'Reilly. Okay, because I'm sure he would say horrible things yeah. in bed, <laughs> and she'd have to be okay with it. I'm sure he would say some awful things. The it would be sharecropper would come off that. He'd go that deep. Oh into his man, fantasy it'd life. be like ghetto gaggers level <laughs> racist. <laughs> Uh, I actually met him in person. He's a huge dude, yeah, man. He's, big. Yeah. he's a big guy. Hey, listen, black people, if you think you're going to go up to Bill O'Reilly and hit him, don't. He's a big guy. <laughs> That's a wall of a man. Hicks, did you see how the John Cena thing on the uh, on the iBang, how big he can, how no, much he can lift? Yeah. John Cena can have a black girlfriend. I'd be cool yeah. with that. He's strong as shit. Jesus. He might be the strongest guy in wrestling, like pound for pound. You think anybody's stronger, Fez? I know you still follow. Like he he throws Big Show up like yeah. like he's 
a cruiserweight. I think Cesaro is stronger than him. Really? But here's the thing. Lesnar? Cena's not a young guy anymore. Lesnar. No. Cena is, if he's not 40, he's in that neighborhood. And he doesn't He doesn't give that off. Lesnar, Lesnar might be too. I Lesnar's Lesnar. fucking frightening for real. You know That's who else? Caveman. Kurt Angle. That guy's really yeah. strong. Like Just like pound for pound, he's a strong dude, man. For like for what his side. Because he's not big like Cena and, and Lesnar. He's probably no. like 230 pounds. 220 pounds. He's also one of those guys who like probably started wrestling at six months old or some shit. Yeah, too, he's got like that pit bull neck. Yeah. Ears are all fucked up. It's like they put candle wax over their ears. <laughs> <laughs> I saw Bruno San Martino at a convention not How too old long ago. <laughs> this was just a Bruno San Martino His in a ear- cotton field. Where <laughs> <No>. was it? <laughs> You went to meet him? It was he was at a like a, at one the of the comic cons. And he <laughs> <laughs> That was the day Superman number one came out. What a line. So you paid your nickel and you saw I saw Hey everybody, oh, it's Bruno. It's Bruno <laughs> San Martino. The champ is here. Hey champ, it's me, Fez Watley. <laughs> You had one of those paper hats. It was great. Well, what what happened? I saw old Bruno San Martino, <laughs> and his ears were so cauliflowered that the ear holes were gone. Wow. It was just ear cartilage that had filled up the whole thing. I don't know how he was hearing. How do you know he wasn't just putting snot there for years and years and years, <laughs> and that's what happened? It's quite a buildup then. The ear isn't that fucking good. You know what I mean? Like, the ear will get fucked up quick. Oh, yeah. it'll tear easy. But to even just get that disfigured from being rubbed. Really? Yeah. That's why there's wrestlers. It's just from being in headlocks. There is. Uh, what's his name? His ear popped off, right? Uh, Mick Foley's. Foley's yeah, he, ear came yeah. off. Yep. Oh, that's how that happened? It yeah. popped off? That yeah. was, I think that was... Off a rope? Yeah, off a ring rope. Oh. Man, when you fucking hit those ring ropes, you'd be surprised. Uh, that fucking actually hurts. You know, like you see the guys. Yeah, they're like Brooklyn Bridge up. cables. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> like, like, the next day, you know, we, we went to train with them and shit before we did stuff. And the first day, you were just bouncing off the ropes, and you're like, "Ow, okay, ow, this is fun." And the next day, you're like, uh, "I don't know if I'm gonna go in and do the show." Just fucking bouncing off the ropes. And you can't imagine what these guys put. Oh, that picture of his ear. Yeah, it's Foley. Uh Oh, that's when it popped off? Yeah. 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 Oof. Who gave more to wrestling than Foley? No one. Nobody. No one. No one. I love yeah. that Foley. Cactus Jack, man. I remember my. that's how I saw NWA wrestling the first time. Yeah. It was Cactus Jack. I don't know. I think it was like him and Nikita Koloff or something like that. And I remember seeing all the blood in the match. I never seen Because yeah. WWF, they didn't really show Not blood. Not like those guys. Because right. it was like Saturday at 1 p.m. Yeah. You know, like they didn't really show. Those guys, it would be, you couldn't end a match without like uh, Dusty Rhodes completely covered in blood. <laughs> yeah. And his forehead looks like a road map now. It was just like. Well, because it's just scar it's little, yeah. yeah, it's just little uh, razor clips. Yeah, it looks like a slave back. Yeah, here's another thing that we learned that you take aspirins so you bleed more. Those guys would always eat aspirins when they knew they were going to open up, and that the thing used to be 
they used to call it red turns to, uh, to green. So if you opened up during a match, you'd get an extra 25 or 50 bucks or whatever, like in the old road things. So it was like, yeah, it's coming to you. But the guy would always cut his own forehead because if they do each other, it, it got messy. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, you got to... Yeah, I wouldn't want to. Oh, could you imagine cutting somebody? You ever cut someone before with something? No, oh, it would be really, really difficult. <laughs> it would be very, very hard. Look at this. Who's that guy? That's from ECW, That's new, right? New Jack. Yeah, from ECW. New Jack got sued for opening somebody's like a, um, a. Uh, no, it was like a jobber. Yeah, and he went in and gashed him open really, really big. See, New Jack, I think. Well, I don't even want to say it, but I think it might be mentally insane. <laughs> he's like, you know what I mean? Crazy. Well, yeah. Like he used Forehead. to be like a, a bounty hunter or something, and he says he has a bunch of justifiable homicides on his. I don't know. Dude, dude Jack's insane. It looks like his forehead had lipo. And like the first time I saw it, when ECW came to uh, New York, like when it was on Madison Square Garden, like one in the morning, blew my mind. I was like, "What is this? I've never even seen this much." What, time, what year was that? That was probably '96 or so, '97. When uh, MSG here in New York City uh, started uh, airing it, and it was just like, oh, that's right, yeah, at, like one in the morning for like a half hour or an hour. And, Sabu, yeah, Sabu, and like the Dully Boys. And See, we used to know all these wrestlers in, in Florida, so we heard about it before we even saw it. Like they would say, hey, this shit's happening in in Philly. They would say where all of the fucking fans are smart. And I go, what do you mean? And they were like, no, they understand what we're doing. And they'll just like, if it's a slow match, they'll yell, take it home. And they yell all of our phrases back at us. And I'm like, is, and I'm like saying to them, like, like, all right, if you break the kayfabe, isn't that going to ruin everything? And they're like, I don't know, man. It's really cool. <laughs> like they were all, all the young guys were just fucking talking about it all the time. And wanting to get in on it. It's kind of, it was exciting to see because when it came on here, it was like, it wasn't even like a wrestling program. It was like a, it was almost like an infomercial. It would be like commercials oh, yeah, and just highlights and all types shit. of yeah. yeah. And he would just be screaming through yeah. it. And you'd see pieces. Yeah. Pieces. Yeah. What was Pauly your favorite Dangerous of those League. matches? Who, who was, because there was a lot of great guys. Oh, it was Rob Van Dam and Sabu when they were a tag team. Anything that was just crazy. Yeah, anything with Sabu and RVD was nuts. The Sandman was amazing with the beer can. The Sandman was, Sand was uh, all about that, although he wasn't a great wrestling. No. But for me, it was head. Head, head, head. <laughs> <laughs> that time that they threw like 18,000 yeah. oh, yeah, heads in the ring. I'm like, nothing. Nothing could ever be fucking funner than this. And Raven was no. cool, too. Raven. Love Raven. His beef with Sandman was amazing. Yeah, man, they just—they came out of nowhere with that. Just beating up women and just like, like, and like they were like hot, but they weren't like like in the WWE. They were like polished. These yeah, they like were like chicks that you would know. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like Francine or whatever. They're yeah, like yep. chick from Long Island. It was great. Yeah, I would, I would, I would say like the kind of girls that would hang around radio stations, but not everybody <laughs> had the same background as me. You know, but they were what we would call ninth callers. Yeah, when they come in later, I'd like to. Show show you around but um who was the the genius behind all that that was paul Heyman. just paul nobody else i i think it was just paul i, I mean joey styles might have been in on it but i think it was mostly paul he's got to be genius to do that he's still like the best talker in wrestling that's what i think wrestling because i wrestling is the only show i dvr and I'm on TV. <laughs> like literally like, that's the only show that i that i watch on dvr and it's crazy how like now there's not as many 
people as good on the mic as it used to be. It used to be like so every wrestler, that's how you got good. You know what I mean? Right. The Rock and Austin, those guys, they were amazing on the microphone. Now it's like Paul Heyman and like two other guys that are pretty Somebody good. told me that they actually write for those guys now and not let them go off. And I think uh, that's Is that the difference? No. Yeah. Because in the old days, you just go. You, you take Randy Savage and he would enter <laughs> talking crazy, trying to find his way back to it. And you'd be like, at the end of it, like, that was kind of great. You know? It would make so much sense if somebody wrote it for yeah. Randy Savage and he just couldn't remember the lines. It was just like, yeah. <laughs> just the fucking nuttiest shit. A warrior. And, yeah. And the, the way that he would try to, to, like, tie things in with the seasons, you know what I mean? <laughs> Christmas present for who? You know, you're like, how oh, you stretching this, dude? <laughs> you don't even remember who you're fighting, yeah. do you? He doesn't give a shit. That match isn't happening for three months when you cut this. <laughs> I was. I remember the day I found out Randy Savage was white. Is that right? It <laughs> broke my heart. <laughs> I thought he was a black dude all this time. I thought he was, well, thought he was like Puerto Rican or something. Uh, you know, he... I think went up to AAA as a catcher. Was a really, That's really right. I heard that. great uh, uh, wrestler and athlete and was really dedicated to it. And when I had a comedy club down in Tampa, he used to come all the time. And I was friends with him and Elizabeth. And he was always so crazy. So he would say stuff like, yeah, I want to come over, but keep it low. Key. <laughs> don't want a lot of this shit. Yeah. And I'd go, okay, here's what we'll do. I'll bring you guys into the kitchen and I'll put you back in. I'm like, nobody would even see it. Great. And then he would come in. He would still have stuff tied to his arms. And shit. <laughs> you know, he'd, he'd strings hanging down. And Elizabeth was beautiful. And then she would get up to go to the bathroom like during the show. And he would get up and stand in front of the door so nobody could come in. And these people would just look over. And there was much... At his full, yeah, you know full what I mean, size. full size, full uh, fame, and all. Yeah, somebody's in here. You know what I mean? Like he was <laughs> so, and that was him keeping it. You know. And to people that didn't watch wrestling, he must look like the craziest man in oh, the world. Oh, yeah. And he legit, legitimately was. I mean, that thing about him, it never was normal. None of those guys were ever fucking normal. I, I, I would have loved him. He was my favorite coming up. Him and Piper were like, you couldn't tell me nothing about those dudes. I, I think, and Fez, you would back me up, that he's like one of the sweetest guys that absolutely we've ever met yeah just the nicest kindest guy I, I did a sketch with him one time where he slapped me like the bit was i we, we did this stuff in front of like little kids and we shot it for tv and then when he left i said to the kids wasn't he a sissy or whatever so he would come back and get and he fucking slapped me on the arm and that was like the end of the thing and i was just trying to stand there but my arm was was like fucking numb and he's like known as the slap. smaller guy yeah like he would be, a, he was like a small champion. Yeah, but only compared to those freaks. Only compared you know? to Andre. Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> that's nuts. I, I, yeah, I, I would love to. Adam, it's sad that he was never came back to WWE. Yeah, it would have been great to see him back on the microphone. Uh, Even we, Warrior got to. Yeah, Warrior. Finally, yeah, right before the end. Uh, with all that, I guess we got to say ECW Zombie. We'll have to look into that, but I. Yeah. I hope these rumors are true. Michael Che, good to see you again, buddy. Man, I had a ball. I always have a ball here. You know that. You know, I know that, but I got to tell you something else, too. We're all rooting for you, and everybody is crazy about you. So keep oh, running thanks, with this Oh, thanks, man. This is so much fun. I'm, I'm having a great time, man. Comedy, we're really lucky to do what we do. 
Caroline's on Broadway tomorrow, Thursday, uh, January 8th through Saturday, January 10th. Caroline's.com for more tickets. And then Kevin Hart is on SNL. Uh, January 17th. That's it for us, guys. I want to thank uh, Robert Kelly for being in here today. Colin Quinn. A lot of fun. And look for me on Tinder. All right, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Your chance to date a star. Good match. And that's the end of my show. Dog. I like to watch things on TV. You know what you've been doing? You've been listening to the Ron and Fez show. It's now over, but don't worry. You can listen again and again on Sirius XM On Demand. On Demand. This show was brought to you by Afro and Friends.